Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, Episode 2 of the 2014 regular season. This is Show 144. Good times. Well done, dudes. We are going to talk about some fantasy football and go into these Week 2 matchups. Uh, it's awesome. I'm sitting here, as usual, to the left of me with Houdini. Across the way from me, I got Dogmatica. I am D-Rex, and we are Pyromaniac, and we like to Valverde. <laughs> in this podcast, you know we're doing. In season, we just get right into the games. We got uh, 16 of them. Good times. Uh, we got a Thursday night game, which is going to be the Steelers at the Ravens. I'm sure we'll intermingle with some news from last and talk about some performances from last week. But in the in, in the in the spirit of trying to get this show um, not to be too long, I say we just get into the thick of it. And unbelievable, there she is, uh, <laughs> Daisy the Doodler. Uh, we put we locked her in the other room, but. She's come here and uh, she looks like she wants to party. So let's talk about the um, let's talk about the Steelers and the Ravens game. Starts with heavy breathing in the mic. Yeah, <laughs> she'll do her thing. I, I, All right, she left. Yeah. She just wanted, she just wanted to come in and tell us that. Well, Dad, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I kiss excellence. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Um, all right, so Steelers the Ravens. We're not going to go into it. You've heard enough of it. We'll we'll talk about the football and the fantasy football aspects of this. But we need to keep it. We need to keep it pretty simple. And we're not going to talk about Ray Rice and all that nastiness that everyone's seen uh, earlier a couple days ago. I got to ask you. So, do you feel superstitious like our opening song with the a black cat crossed our trail there? Wow. And now we just got a, a, a black and white dog or a gray and white dog <laughs> crossed our trail here. That is a good point. Yes. <laughs> Houdini, and listen, they're already huffing and puffing. Uh, good old Daisy, the old English sheepdog. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sit test. here until if you bother, if you bother us, you're getting punted back. But she basically told us that that fort that we built for her, the blockade of chairs, not gonna do it, fellas, not gonna do it. So, Steelers at Ravens once, uh, very recently, and probably still a very, very one of the, the top. Uh, rivalries in the NFL. Um, things have kind of changed a little bit, but maybe they haven't. This is probably actually going to be a great game. Now, what is going to happen from fantasy standpoint? What did you guys see from these two teams, and what are you expecting for this? Uh, these two guys going head-to-head on Thursday night? Well, th- there's definitely an interesting storyline between these two teams at this point. Pittsburgh, from what it looks like, can't stop the fucking run. <laughs> you know, and that is... a you know, not a normal thing for a Pittsburgh Steelers team, but they got run all over the place by Cleveland last week. You know, I mean that, and that was, I mean, just that, that was abusive to watch. Even when Ben Tate <laughs> went down, rookie you know, Terrence West, sixteen carries, hundred yards. Yeah, and, and then and, and Jermaine. One. I mean, uh, I, I, I keep saying, I keep saying Jermaine <laughs> Crowell, the old. Uh, uh, I, Lions remember, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I uh, remember. Isaiah Crowell, number eighty-four, I, Jermaine Crowell. Yes. Uh, who I, I had picked one year in a supplemental draft that helped me uh, g- gain like three victories. On yes, season, he was so. he was very good for a, a minute. Yeah, but uh, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> Isaiah Crowell. It's strange. I. I keep forgetting his first name because I've actually been talking about him since mm-hmm. April. You know, he's a guy that I called a super sleeper, one of those guys that I was hoping people would pay attention to. He was kind of like uh, like a, 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 the uh, Andre Ellington of last year for me or, or Jordan Cameron. Um, he's exactly that type of guy that just went completely under the radar, has 
all the skills available to him to be a number one back and a dominant back in this league. And he, but we're not talking about the Browns right now. But we're not talking about the Browns Back on track. Um, <laughs> either way, the, the Steelers can be run all over the yeah. place. Now, what creates the interesting storyline here is that Bernard Pierce got pulled last week. Fumbled. Fumbled and got pulled from the game. And they said, all right, Forsett, who has been in a system before with uh, Kubiak, yep. uh, they, they said, all right, you're, you're going to take the reins here. And he showed pretty well. I think it was 11 carries for 70, 70 yards. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Um, now, granted, I'm going to say this. I think as soon as they saw Forsett come in there, they started to shy away from the run. And that's the Cincinnati that I'm talking about. Cincinnati yeah. decided, okay, we're going to play against a the pass. They're going to just going to pass a little more if they're taking out Pierce here. So it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to Baltimore is going to start four set, but I think that Pierce is going to get an I, equal I amount of carries. I think it's the other way around. I think they're going to start Pierce because uh, when asked today in, in the midst of all the press conference, Jim Harbaugh or, or uh, John Harbaugh said uh, they said, "Who's your starter?" And he said, "Bernard Pierce." Said Justin Forsett will also play. Lorenzo Talaferro will also see some action. So I think it's what this is one of those things where you know, and, and I, I kind of want to bring up Bernard Pierce in the sense of uh, a, a Facebook post that you put out uh, this week, D Rex, asking the people, "Are you are you fearful now of of these certain players?" And I, I want to put Bernard Pierce in the category of the Trent Richardson and all these guys that. Yeah. I could have made that list really long. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Guy has the opportunity, right? And he's still he has he was given every opportunity to take the starting job last year. Yep. Squandered it every single chance he had. And we were high on him. Halfway due to injury, I'll tell you. I that understand, right now. but it's still squandered. Yeah. Now he comes into this season, squanders it again right off the gate. Now he gets an extra benefit now that the it's basically just gonna be him and the other two guys that are gonna be battling it out for the rest and of the it's season. A, it's a bummer because R two D two are well, one of our greater characters. I used to yeah. love the Ray Rice character and whatever. And he go got, on. Throw him in the trash compactor. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's shut down all the trash No, no, let that trash compactor keep going. Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the thing is, is that the Pierce just, he, he's not effective. Okay, so when you see him on the field, here's Forsett. Here's a guy that's been around for a while. You know, we've all seen him on other teams and stuff oh, yeah. before. It was in Seattle, and it's like, he can be effective, and so I worry about his longevity. I think this is definitely going to be one of these fantasy yeah, horrible situations now where it's going to be, we're going to give everybody about 10 carries or something. Well, eight he, to seven to 10 carries. Exactly. Here's the thing with Forsett. Um, he's about 5'10", goes about 197, 195, 197. He's a small guy. I'm 5'10", and I'm about uh, two bills, so I'm bigger than this guy. Yeah. You can play in the NFL. I... I I don't see this guy taking over the starting job and running with it. I'll tell you that right now. First of all, he's not exactly the type of back that you want in a Kubiak system. I talked about it last week, and I'll keep talking about it. Kubiak creates monsters, and this is not a monster type of back. Pierce has an opportunity, still does. He got pulled for that, for that fumble, but it's one fumble. This is not Belichick, who will just negate a guy for the rest of the season because of it. This is Kubiak, who will give a guy another chance. It's right. not like Foster never fumbled. It's not like Terrell Davis never fumbled. You know, he will get his chance again, and I believe he will take it over a little bit more. And he, that's his first fumble of his career. Just so any, in case wow. anybody didn't know, the it's first just, fumble just, of Pierce's career. It's just about he's just become a guy with bad timing. Okay, everything yes. happens at the wrong time. It's like, so that's all I'm saying. I'm concerned about that. So I think it's going to be more of a committee backfield in that sense. And... 
you know, the, the simple other good part is, and then I want to move on past this, these running backs, is that the good news for them is that they do play on Thursday. So he didn't have that fumble. He doesn't have to wait till Sunday to get it off his mind. He gets to get out there and play. Not just that, yeah. but he, he's also well-rested. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Now, here's the one thing I want to stay on the Baltimore side that was probably the most interesting we'll thing to me about. talk about that rookie quickly. Before you go on. Talaferro? Talaferro, I think he could get some good play this he's year. He's going to get some options. I, I he will. Now that Rice is gone, he'll right. definitely get I like play. that guy as a pickup. If you got a deep bench this year, I like him as a pickup. I don't, I don't think he's going to I like him more. Any, any way, shape, or form. Everything that I saw on this guy when you looked at all of his highlight films and you looked at what he did in the combine, you looked at what he did in preseason, he's not a fast back. No. He's, uh, this is a guy who's just kind of a road grader. He's just kind of nothing special. He's getting ho-hum. an opportunity. Yeah, he's a ho-hum type of guy, hmm. which, I, you know what, if, it's, if you got a really deep league and you want to take a chance on him, you got a guy on the bench who you got nothing going on with, uh, yeah, go ahead and take a chance on the guy. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't see I this guy having a whole hell of a lot of value going forward. No. Okay. So, so but the, the interesting thing I want to say about the wide receivers, though, Wow. Okay, everyone that was thinking, okay, Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith got seven targets. Dennis Pitta, Steve Smith, 15, 15 targets each. Machine apiece. Pitta, that's his target machine. That's now, why I've been loving him all offseason. And Steve Smith, all of a sudden, here's a guy that was ignored in drafts. Did I you, will also did, say, did you that see, okay, I, th- I think that that was an anomaly. Not just a, I don't care about the 15 targets. Yeah. The 15 targets uh, it may or may not be an anomaly. We'll see what happens in, in what Flacco wants to do and where he's throwing. But Joe Flacco had thrown the ball like 62 times. Yeah, not 62 times, and he had thrown it. He was three of ten throwing before there were three carries in the game. You just they that's not normal for Kubiak. I think he wanted to go out there and completely yeah. mess with Cincinnati, and he did it pretty well. But it didn't work out all that well. Throwing 62 times is not what Baltimore wants to do, and it's not what's going to happen in the future. So for 50. 15 may be but they were also close down. to a pit against, but it's not going to be what Steve Smith did. They, they were down five right field goals at halftime. They gave up five field goals yeah. in the first half. So they had to abandon the running game in a sense. And, you know, in Cincinnati, a stout run defense that they are, you know, you just. They, you know, and pretty good pass defense. Yeah. So, I mean, what Forsett did coming in later was very impressive. You know, he was able to re- give the, the running game life again in the second half. It, it was dead in the first half. So. The thing, though, that, 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 that is more telling, though, it's about how Torrey Smith is going to be used. Torrey Smith, for everyone that keeps thinking that, I, I was never buying into it, even though I just traded for him in a, in a keeper league in a, in a bigger deal. But he's just not that guy that's he going to be a number one. Ago. He he's, burned you two years ago. Right, but, but he can't take that extra pressure, which is why you notice Flacco, those, those targets, is very telling to me. It says to me that Flacco does not trust him at, at all in – in third down, in key situations, and in, in all the bigger, you know, moments, you know, he, he's going to trust the Steve Smith. Seven targets, only three catches for 50 yards. Great, hey, I will also say this. He was on Leon Hall Island, whatever you want to call that island. That is not a good island to be on. That's a very tough matchup for somebody yeah. like oh a Torrey Smith. He's got, he's got, you know, Hall's got speed. He's got physicality. He's Hall's able to, also coming off of a major injury. But still, there, I mean, there's and he's guys. not young either, Leon Hall. Yeah, I drafted that guy cool. in 2005 on my defense. Is he the Michigan guy? Like, yeah, true. But yeah. he's st- he's still one of the better corners. He's I, a good I, corner. I'd take him on the Bears. I'll but the problem that. is that's the problem. Torrey Smith does not separate himself from anybody. Well, that's that's a, that's a good point. For, except for two games thing. a season where he scores five touchdowns total. One more thing with this looking at the four set thing. Everybody's clamoring on their waiver wires to go pick up four set. 
I want to mention this. When you got Joe Flacco throwing it 62 times and sitting there in the shotgun and you know that, th- that, that pass is coming, he's handing it off to the guy and everybody on C- and Cincinnati is expecting the pass because it's been a pass, pass, pass all game long. So he's got open lanes to run through. Sure. This is not going to happen all the time. I'm telling you that right now. Forsett is not going to be the yeah, next Yeah, comment. Always look at situations. You exactly. Know, you know that that, that 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 we'll get to that point. When we get to another game where it was a waiver wire situation on, on another team. But let's talk about Pittsburgh real fast. But I do yeah. want to talk about that awesome play by oh. Steve Smith. Okay. Oh my I mean, god! Yeah. Jesus Christ! What a step farm! I mean that catch. I mean just like. Boom, man amongst uh, he's boys. A, he's a monster. I mean, it was almost as cool as watching. Well, it wasn't that. Watching Fred Jackson just oh uh, treat Chris, Chris Conte like. Well, and like well, he should be in the league yeah. as can he I, shouldn't be. Can I, I make a transition then over to Pittsburgh? Yeah. How about the karate chop kick to the face knocked down uh, by Antonio <laughs> Brown? That was that awesome. was awesome. Jesus, that was awesome. Did Pittsburgh. you guys see the punter? The guy, the punter who got he tweeted. There? He tweeted. He's like, wait, what, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's classic. Well, yeah. Let me Bell. First time, and this is something that Stag's Stag Party wanted me to to mention here. First time in his career that he's averaged over five yards in any game. Now, granted, it's only a 14-game 14 14 career at this point, and he did average over five yards a game quite a bit at Michigan State, but it's his first time in the pros, and he looked good doing it. All right, he did, The guy looked like, uh, I don't want to say looked like Peyton out there, but he looked like a Dickerson or something. I mean, he looked really good. He looked good. a lot faster than he did a lot faster. Uh, than I'd seen him. Exactly. He and looked like a man possessed out there, to be honest. There were a lot of telling things in this game. This is, again, a lot of times you have all these speculations about, well, what's going to happen? We got LeGarrette Blunt that came onto the team. We really think that this is going to be more of a kind of a, a real mind share between the two. No. No. 21 carries for Bell, four for Blunt. So that didn't happen. Uh, then you had, remember the conversation we had last week about how's Antonio Brown going to do against Cleveland? And so he was matched up against Joe Hayden. Uh, Joe Hayden did not have a good day against uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. Six targets, five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. I, which I, <laughs> not to toot anything, but I, I, I knew that was going to happen. Hayden does not match up well against Antonio Brown. He never has, and he never will. It's just a type of receiver that even if you're an elite cornerback, there's certain receivers you just can't match up against, and that was one of them. I knew it. Brown was up in my top seven, I believe, this week. The oh. other thing that was very telling is who is going to be the number two wide receiver on this team. It is definitely 100% now. It's Marcus Mark Wheat. Wheat, for sure. So Wheat. those, and, and now you get into the point, too, after you see the performance that he gives you. You know, with the seven targets, six catches, again, very effective. Three, three yards short of 100. So, you know... This is a guy who now becomes a guy that you can actually start saying to yourself if you drafted him in a backup position, wow, I feel good. Or now i got to look at, at matchups and there may be times where he's going to be hitting your starting lineup pretty soon. And Roethlisberger said in the preseason, he's like, watch out. you guys, This Wheaton guy is going to be a household name. When he played, he was the predecessor to Brandon Cooks at, Oklahoma, at uh, Oregon State Beavers. And he was a beast. He was like a Bolitnikov finalist like for two straight years. He was awesome. He, was, he they, they get great wide receivers there. Um, I think he slipped to about the third round or something like that last year. Uh, he didn't get much play last year. Well, did he get hurt? Really? He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. Because they were high on him year. last year. I think he had a finger injury yeah, or something, something. For, for most of the year. and he just You know what? That, that, that Pittsburgh offense, and this is another thing I was going to mention. The Pittsburgh offense... Everybody seems to think it's very vanilla, Bernie, you know, <laughs> it, it, but it's not. They are. It's 
it's not vanilla at all. They are a high-powered offense. Roethlisberger puts up the numbers. Brown puts up the numbers. Bell puts up the numbers. The second wide receiver always puts up the numbers, which we've mentioned many, many times. And Heath Miller didn't even get off the blocks all right. that much, but he still had some like four catches. He's talking about the and numbers. And he's going to have more than that, believe me. No, and let me give you the numbers. This is what was amazing. So he was 24 of 34 for 365 yards. But that's 10.7 yards per attempt. Not per completion, yeah. per attempt. If you usually get anywhere over 7, 8 per attempt, you are doing great. Absolutely. Uh, that's pretty effective. Roethlisberger, if you grabbed him as your QB2, which he probably is in most leagues, you know, in a 10-man or 12-man league, you're happy. That guy, def- uh, he put up top 10 stats last year. He's very, it's very possible he puts up top, top 10 stats again this year. It's just not sexy. Yeah. You don't, you you know, don't know. And it's not going to be sexy this week against Baltimore, but he should be able to do just as well as what Andy Dalton did. Andy Dalton threw for 300 yards against Baltimore. Um, he doesn't have A.J. Green, but he's got Antonio Brown. So, uh, But he also, Marcus Wheaton, I think now, is proving himself better than whatever Cincinnati has as their second uh, banana out there right now. And again, on the short week with all the turmoil and all the questions of all the media attention... I think this is a good week for it's both not, those guys. Yeah, exactly. It's not 10 years ago. This is 2014. It is not going to be a 6-3 to three game like it would have been in 2004. <laughs> it might be 26-23 to 23 or what, you know, point. something along those lines. It's a good point. So that's, that's, that's actually going to be, uh, I, think, I think, a pretty solid game for Thursday. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be one of those things where the, the Steelers, they've, they, they're, they're going to stretch the field and get some points. So, sweet! Let's uh, let's move this party on to the first game on Sunday, and that's a surprising one. The Dolphins beat. This is the division, division leaders. And, yeah, and then <laughs> the Bills smack down on us. So this could be a great little telling tale on if uh, if these guys both play each other very tightly, or if one blows the other one out. I think these are both two very, very on-the-up-and-up teams. I, I think one of them is an up-and-up team. I'm not buying into Buffalo. Uh, the Chicago Bears, I was at that game, were atrocious. They couldn't stop. They, they rushed for 193 yards. Uh, Miami is not going to allow them to rush for 193 yards. They're going to put more onus on EJ Manuel to have to get things done. You look at quality of victory. Yeah, it's great that they got that victory on the road. But again, the Bears defense, I don't know what they were doing out there. You had all the money that you spent on Jared Allen and on, uh, on, on Lamar Houston. They got two tackles total in the game. So low player, um, too much stuff. You look at what, you look at the Bills and you look at what the Dolphins did, taking out New England. You know this is no small feat. This is your division foe. This is the one that you you don't expect to win. So they're showing the the maturity of the offense. And again, they still can't hit on the big pass play, but. Wow, does no Sean Moreno look like the number one back that, uh, and what a value he comes at for a second year in a row. Let me, let, let oh, me really? say this. Whew. Miami's offense, a lot better than y'all, than y'all thought. We knew Ooh. that Miami's offense was going to be right. really good yeah. this year. But they're a lot better than anybody else that's really thinking they were going to be. They, they, they were, they, I mean, they, I, New, New England's defense was supposed to be awesome this year. And they made them look normal. They made them look ordinary at best. The Bills' defense is another one. The Bills' defense was supposed to take a big hit with the loss of, was it Kiko uh, Alonso? Kiko Alonso. I, I mean, everybody thought that they were going to take a big hit. Obviously not. To hold the Bears to 20 points and to to make them look kind of make them look kind of bad at times. I got to tell you, that I mean, that Bears' offense is formidable, 
and they held him in check and held him pretty darn well. Not only Kiko Alonso, remember they also lost Jarius Bird, who's now over yes, in New Orleans. Exactly. So that's that's two and guys off that defense. Yeah, so I mean that Bills defense is gonna be a lot better than people think. Do will the Bills offense be all that good? I don't think so. Uh, they will, look balanced, man. They look balanced. I mean, Watson I, 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 didn't have a huge game, but he had a lot of balls being thrown to him. But we're going to see a face. whole different thing. Here's Watson, a difference. Good, yeah, well, sorry. Uh, uh, Wood, Wood, Woods was Daniel the one Watson. that actually right. looked impressive, as, as he did last year with Emmanuel. Emmanuel yes. and Woods have something going together. Obviously, it's, 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 it's like the Roma Witten thing. I like that offense. E.J. Emmanuel was off. He was throwing the ball behind guys, and I'm not. If that happens, then the team's not going to be that great. But if he can, if he can straighten it out a little bit and get, lead the runners a little bit, there were a lot of missed opportunities on bad EJ Manuel tosses. Sure. And I like that. I mean, that tandem, and even with a, a Bryce Brown or whatever. I mean, let's be honest. Brett Jackson is ridiculous. I mean, the guy. How can the guy be so good at his age? He's the oldest running back in the league, and he's at just 33. Eight, yeah, he's an he eight. eight. At he 33. That was 33. It's old that is crazy. He's the youngest 33 in the league. He yeah. had no wear and tear on him for a while, too. He's like 27. But he had a couple he's games, basically yeah. a 28-year-old back right now, he's to be awesome. honest. He's he was, again, that's another one of my guys who was my sleeper this year. Do God, not sleep on this guy. He's going to end up a lot better than you thought. And here he is, showing it. He's the horse. I mean, we know that Spiller had a touchdown, but he didn't really do shit in that game no. besides that one touchdown. And he wasn't getting opportunities. And it looked like, didn't it look like... like uh, uh, Fred was getting was the flea back. He well, yeah. Well, and then you had the one also, you know, broken plates on the huge play of the run at the end for him, uh, and then also on the Anthony Dixon run. It was just busted. No one was in the right gap. I mean, there, there was missed assignments. So here's legs. what I'm saying: is they're going to be the difference this week. When you're facing a Miami defense, it's got you know a Cameron Jordan up front that you got. Uh, uh, you got Cameron Wakes over there too, yeah. right? You got you got Oliver Vernon. You got you got this is a pretty stout defensive line, and and their defense as a whole, they are not going to give the holes to these guys. So again, when you talk about uh, of those two guys, I still agree. Fred Jackson's the better play this week over C.J. Spiller in my mind because you're not going to get a lot of those big uh, explosion plays against this Miami defense. And yep. you need to be able to to ground out uh, some yards. And I think that the, the guy that can do that is is, is more going to be Fred Jackson. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're going to, as Miami is, has come to do over the last, uh, the last year or two at least, they have really bottled up that run. That run, uh, that run game against them just doesn't work. They're going to force E.J. Manuel to pass. And if Manuel is off a little bit, Miami's going to take this game by the horns. Um, and it's not just Nocham Moreno, by the way. Moreno didn't just look good. Lamar Miller still looked good, too. Yeah. You know, he had over five yards to carry. You know, he had over 50 yards rushing. And he was, he was looking just fine. He caught a touchdown out of the backfield as well. But Moreno definitely does look like he's... He's the uh, lead back. So the, 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 all I'm saying... can't forget that Moreno was a number one draft pick, too. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, like and, 12th and, pick, 12th 12, pick. 12th, right. 12th pick, yeah. The, but the guy's a lot better than people get. He's not, he's not always sauced. He's, he sometimes is, uh, is doing it right. But exactly. the thing is, is that what, what the, this is the real envisionment, I think, of what you can expect going forward, though. It's going to be Noshaw Moreno, who's your main guy. He's really the you know going to be your, your, your bell cow bat. Lamar Miller is going to be used in a lot more variety of ways. He's going to get a few carries here and there. He's going to be used a lot more in the passing game as well and be kind of used for that, that splash explosion because what they needed and this is what they were lacking last year and this is what hopefully is going to make Mike Wallace and the rest of these receivers and Ryan Tannehill better is a solid run game that goes up the middle that allows you to be able to run play action effectively. That's what I was going to say. It's like 
Mike Wallace. That's another guy that we were all over. Yeah. Was Mike Wallace? All over. I have him in every league. Absolutely, as well. You should. Say. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I yelled at you. I think yeah. in our draft when you took when you took him, I was really really pissed Love because you knew that uh, Kyle Rudolph was another guy. I was pissed that you took ahead of me. That one um, I felt bad about. But I didn't feel bad about Wallace. No, you didn't feel bad about Wallace, <laughs> but you did feel bad about Rudolph. You I knew did. I was targeting him, but it was the best pick. So what can I do? It was. It was. It was a great pick right there. But uh, Wallace, I mean, I got to tell you right now, I don't want to say that. People should start dropping Heartline, but Wallace is going to be featured a lot more. And he's whether they're hooking up on that long ball or not, they're still going to use Wallace a lot more in short in short passes, which they didn't last year. They're going to move Wallace around that uh, offense. Which is all the difference. Which it makes all the difference. And Heartline becomes a bit of an afterthought, which he was in the in the and, game. And Wallace would become more effective at it. Absolutely. You know, what was it eleven targets, seven catches, and, and, and missing on the long pass? So. That's pretty effective for, and for get, you know, and getting a touchdown, touchdown as well. And right. the touchdown was against Revis, right? You know, I mean, Revis was staying on one side of the field, like we talked about last yeah. week. Um, That's he, well, Revis two point Yeah, he did not shadow uh, a Wallace, and I don't think he's going to shadow. That's um, not how they're going to play. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but, but you know, I, I, I think that Wallace is the guy that you really want on this team. And if you took him and, and you took our advice on that, you're very happy. And I think he's going to have a really good game against. Buffalo, as did like a Marshall, and I, we'll talk about yeah, yeah. the yeah. Bears. Later. Yep, love in the Dolphins. We caught, we told you all off season. Easiest strength of schedule. They actually the the the, part, the crazy part is the first two games. This game and and the previous game against Patriots are their harder matchups from a fantasy perspective. So if they're doing it in these earlier ones, when you come to the middle and the late, when they've got just some cakewalks where you're looking at the strength of schedule for quarterback, for wide receiver, and you're seeing a lot of one, twos, fours, it's a, it's a good time. So if they can do it against uh, people that think that the Patriots are going to win it all, then they can do it against shitty defenses. Hey, I'm Ricky Bobby. Christmas is right around the corner. And what better gift to give a loved one than this Jackhawk 9000? Available at Walmart. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next game. Another surprise. They ended up losing, but that first half, I was looking on the uh, on the game board, and I was like, wow. Holy cow, it was 17 nothing, right? Uh, too bad they couldn't pull it out, but that's, that, that's good. They can put points on the board. I think that's not good for Bortles owners, but uh, they look like they're going to be all right fantasy-wise. Val Verde is too. And they're going to be at the Redskins, who are what we thought they were. Oh, my. And look, already, I mean, it's already just... I don't know, man. There's already too much talk. It's, it, well, can we, it looks can we start there? Can we start with Washington? Go whoever you sure. want to talk about. I, I, okay. Let's keep this one at five minutes, though. It's fine. My whole point is, less, what are you doing with RG3? Are you going to let him be RG3? Or are you going to continue to try to, to do what the uh, what everyone always does? You let a running quarterback be a running quarterback in his rookie year, and then after that, you try to change him into a pocket passer. What did the guy have? What, two runs? In the game, or four runs? Yeah, the I think, I don't he got leveled. I know. I think I think once they saw him get leveled, they're like, oh, jeez. But he stood in the pocket, and J.J. Watt was taking him down oh, all day That was long. the one he got no, yeah, I know. He just, he's like, 100 mil? This is what it feels like, RG3. Listen, I will say, the two strengths that Griffin has are his running ability and his long arm. What'd they do in this game? They oh, didn't wait. let him run, and they did dink and dunk. The two things that he's not very good at. So dumb. And now, granted, he was pretty effective in the dink and dunk. He was, it was efficient, I should say. And I, to tell the truth, when it comes to the game plan, if you're doing it against Houston, who can get to that quarterback real quick, yeah. I don't blame him so much in that. But still, it just, it didn't work out. 
Not only and that, you're gonna have to change some things up there. And not only that, he lost Jordan Reed early. Yeah. To a hamstring. Yeah. So that's which real. is which supposedly was week to week. Um, they're saying it's not really that bad, and it's pro- it, he may miss this week, but that might be it at most. Okay. So for all those who own a Jordan Reed, don't be too scared about it. It may only be a one week injury, and he may even be back this week. We'll but see later. There is a lot of depth out there at the tight end position. So if you are a Jordan Reed owner, by all means, you should be out there grabbing. Uh, to, to, as a backup, a, a Kelsey, um, uh, you know, or um, Tim Wright. Who knows? There's there's a, there's a, depending on how deep your league is, there could be some amazing uh, named guys. Oh, I wouldn't shock me if Delaney if, Walk, Delaney Walk, well, Darius Green, Antonio Gates is going to be out there. Yeah, potentially. so there's because even Heath Miller might be yeah, out there in the league. Names so. like Del, no, uh, Delaney uh, 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 Walker. Walker. Yeah, yeah, Delaney Walker. I'm sure is a guy that in ten team leagues. Might not have been drafted just because he's not a sexy name. Right. Uh, Charles Clay, even though he was awesome, might not have been drafted, and he didn't do well in that first game. But he doesn't do well against New England. He actually doesn't do well um, against uh, Buffalo either. So right. that that but, might be a, that might not be a great. Let me, play let me, I want to bring us back to Washington though, because this is with Jordan Reed going out. That was a big interesting fact, right? Now, yes. Here's a guy who was going to get a lot of the targets from from Jordan Reed. Uh, I mean from RG three. And instead, you end up getting it's Pierre Garcon who sees his, his standard leading the way, ten targets, cuts his double digits. But Deshaun Jackson, he got eight targets. Yeah. yeah. So you know, more targets than I thought he was going to get. You know, I think if Jordan Reed's in there, I think that maybe Deshaun's probably only getting six targets. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, but it's interesting to see how that's going to play out because who else is going to make plays on the team? You know, now you actually you know, Niles Paul. Niles Paul. I know four make a couple plays on our team. Valverde. Yeah, Niles Paul was impressive. Four and catches, eighty-six. Well, here's the thing: he he was he's actually a wide receiver. Okay, he's he's six foot one, but he's two forty-one. Okay, I mean, so I mean, he's. He's a bigger set wide receiver is basically what he is. So he's he's a tight end. And then he moved into that position, and he's one who, he, he made a bunch of catches for a bunch of yards, and he looked actually pretty good doing it. Now, I mean, is he a good guy to have week to week? No. Would I go out and pick him up? No. Probably not. But to, to, to be honest, that's what I thought, you know, that's what was going to happen. I thought I was going to go to Paulson. Who's actually adept, you know, in some uh, former manner, but he's really not all that good. Against Jacksonville, however, if you are in a total bind and you don't have a tight end, you had Jordan Reed and, and your backup is, uh, I mean, I don't even know, if, if you're worried about Kelsey after that first week not getting all that much, but he will this second week. Uh, or you don't really just have that much at all if you have a Jerry. Who, who is it? I do like a, Niles, <laughs> I like a Niles Paul this week. I really do like a Niles Paul this week. Uh, Jacksonville is not good at start at uh, stopping the tight end, and I do believe that they'll keep going with this system. Jacksonville is actually proven to have a little bit better of a defense than people thought. As we talked about you in the beginning, there what they were doing to Philadelphia was impressive. Yeah, this is a little bit better of a defense. We talked about that first week. I wouldn't have expected all that much out of Lashawn McCoy. I thought McCoy would overcome what Jacksonville could actually do against the run, but he didn't. He didn't have a touchdown. He had over 100 yards, uh, I think, in total uh, with the receiving yards. Yeah. But he did. He, he was bottled up. Jacksonville's got a little bit better than defense. 3.5 yards per carry he had. Yeah. I took him first overall in one league. I'm going to be honest. I wish I had taken Megatron. Uh, yeah. Well, everyone, listen, again, and I want to say this too. 
Everyone wishes they took Megatron when they see the first half. But this is also the thing that happens. It's week one, right? So it's like, I, I'm one of my teams. i got to win this week. No one did great. Like, the best player was, like, maybe yeah, Michael like, Floyd or something like that. But you just have to see, uh, do, you have, do you have flashes of guys that are going to do good for you that they showed? Or do they all just completely bust out? Now, if you have everyone, your, your, your team scored 42 points this week, I get you. Quick question for you guys. Hearns. Yeah, this is where I want to go. This go is where I let's talk go. about Hearns. Let's talk about those, want, those, those rookie talk about guys. We've got to do it quickly. We've got to move on. Like a half an hour, 33 minutes. Let me go first quickly on this. Because I, I wrote about this in the waiver wire uh, piece as well. Hearns is the guy that had the big splash play. Four catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. He's the guy with the best preseason, too. He's the guy that's going to be targeted up. by everybody on your waiver wire, and I say, let it go. Yeah. Okay, because he got all those uh, those two touchdowns and all those catches, they were all in the first half. And then they started targeting him, and then he didn't see the ball the rest of the way. The guy that you are gonna that you should be targeting on this team is the rookie, the guy that we liked from the beginning, the guy from USC that would have been a top 10 pick had he come out the year before, Marquise Lee. 100%. Marquise Lee had a fantastic game. He was targeted 10 times in the game. Came down with six catches six for catches. 62 yards. One of them was ridiculous catch, too. Yeah. He's, right. a, he's a lot better player than Hearns is. I don't want to say that Hearns is terrible, but Hearns is, what, I think he's 6'3". He's not the fastest. Hearns is your Kevin Ogletree of this year. He might exactly. Last I don't year. know. I, I think he's I think he might have some more. But but Cecil Shorts was not back yet either. So remember yeah, that when too. Cecil Shorts comes back, that relegates Hearns yeah. to the bench or to the third receiver spot or whatever, and he won't be targeted nearly as much, and he's not going to get those big splash plays that, like you were saying, that he that he had in that game. It's just not going to happen. Allen Robinson is also going to start mix, uh, mixing in a little bit. Uh, he's a he's a better player than Hearns. I'll tell you right now. I think he only got one target in the game. He, he didn't. So make he had three catch. targets, one catch. But the problem for Robinson is that he missed it basically the entire preseason. Yeah. So yes. he's going to take him about probably six weeks to work himself into the offense. So you might actually have a chance for a couple decent games out of Hearns, but I'm going to tell you this. You probably start him going forward. He's going to come out next game, two catches for 14 yards, and you go, God damn, what the hell did I start this Likely. guy for? Now, here's where I think most of the questions come from when it comes to... Let it out. Uh, let it out. Oh, let it go. Want, I want, I want, I want to go the Val Verde. Come on, sneak it out. Uh, Sneasel town. All right, yeah, we're here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a little break. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? You want to come over and party or something? Did you just say party? You know what? No, because I still hate you. Okay. What are you so mad about? What do you think I'm mad about? Come on, man. That was last week. What about the time you ran over my leg with the car? I let that go that day. <laughs> I love it. Good I love stuff. It. Here's what I think that everybody's asking themselves right now. Um, did I make the biggest mistake in my life fucking drafting Toby Gerhardt? Yeah, right. You know, and I'm going to tell you right now, yes, you did. I'll tell you, I, I, you did. I, I hate to say it, and I really don't mean to put you guys out there on the spot who, 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 who grabbed Gerhardt and was expecting him to be. You know, to get so many touches and everything, which he might still get some touches. He got 18 carries. Absolutely. Problem was. The problem is, he sucks. Uh, It was 42 yards, 2.3 yards per attempt. That's the problem. He sucks. The offensive line is even worse than him. All right? So that's a big problem right there. When your offensive line can't open you a hole, it doesn't really matter how good you are. But the fact is, he's not very good. And he can't make moves so if you have a problem, if you have Toby Garrett right now, I would start looking at your bench, and if not, I'd start looking at that waiver wire because there are some guys to be picked up, which we would have mentioned a couple, and we'll mention more along the way. I'll throw another guy that was on the waiver wire, who's always on the waiver wire, is Chad Henney. 
Okay, and yeah. Chad Henney, again, this this game, two touchdowns, no interceptions uh, against that Eagles defense. He threw for 266 yards, threw 43 passes, only completed 24. Yeah. He's not he's not fantastic, but you know what? They're always going to be playing from behind. And with the younger stable of receivers that he has there now, better than when he didn't, all he had was Cecil Shorts and Blackman, who was uh, suspended. He didn't have anyone last year. So, I would, and when he threw no touchdowns through, like, uh, what, six touchdowns on the whole year or something. I, I think would, I think he bought himself another five games as a starter. For sure. That That's the only thing I would say, just to say, you know, if they go 0-5, then they start thinking about him, Bortles maybe, but they don't want to do that. I will tell you this, though. Um, he was doing it against the worst pass defense in the league, uh, one of the worst pass defenses in the league last year. Uh, uh, they looked awful in the preseason, the, the Philly pasty. Anybody could pass on him. It's not like it was like a revelation. Oh, Henny's awesome. Yeah. No, no, he's not. And listen, they, they still lost the game. Yep. He didn't lead them to victory. But he it was a road. He didn't but it was a road. I'm it. saying, I'm saying, but it was I'm competent you, on the road. That's all. If I'm you pick him up, you're gonna say shit. And if you have limited pickups, only like eight pickups. That's not a pickup I would make because you're going to be done with him in five weeks because it will be Bortles. Done. All, All right, right. We're, we're moving on. Cowboys, ooh, trouble, trouble in, uh, in, in down there in Irving. And they're going to be at the Titans. And there's uh, a guy, Locker, who kind of has people raising their eyebrows now. They're like, oh, is this for real? Or we'll find out. Let's talk about this game. Dog, go nuts. Another one of my sleepers this year was a Jake Locker. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to keep throwing this out here, but no, these guys do it, man. That's what you got to talk. Don't, these, don't they, brag, I mean, but. No, they did have to guy. No, it's <laughs> All right, all right. No, I'm not even making money. Like, just don't brag. Don't brag. I mean, I'll tell you. I'll happens. tell you if I was wrong on a guy too, but I haven't been wrong yet. Um, but Locker, <laughs> it, Locker is one of those type of guys who, who has the arm to do it. He has the mobility to do it. He has the his skill set is perfect for fantasy, is what it is. Yeah. And he has the receivers that make it right for fantasy as well. And he has the lack of a backfield. To make it right for fantasy. Yeah. So when you see that he's up there in the top 10 this week in what he did fantasy points wise, I wouldn't say that that's going to be an anomaly. You're going to see him in the top 10 here and there. He's going to say, say it's going to be every week, but this week, I believe it's going to be there again, right there, close to the top 10. You're going against one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in the entire league. It's, I mean, it's Sean Green's going to have a nice game, Locker's going to have a nice game. It wouldn't surprise me if Hunter. Broke out and had a big long touchdown and 100 yards this game. Nate Washington's going to get a six. Let me, seven let me, I want to jump in here real quick because you're talking about Justin Hunter. So the thing about Justin Hunter, wow, he was targeted eight times mm-hmm. in this last game. Only had the three catches, uh, 63 yards, 21 yards. Yeah, nice catch. play. Yeah, yeah. Nice you know, play. he's he's the bigger play receiver. And, you know, it, 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 they're taking those shots. The thing is that is still so disconcerting to me is Kendall Wright. I love Ken Wright. He got this, you know, and he, and he, I have him as my wide receiver three in the league. Got me the, you know, six catches, good for PPR, 46 yards, uh, one touchdown. Why, you know, his, his last year it was 7.7 yards per catch or yards per reception average. His career, he's like a 10, he's like a 10.0. He's like, he's a Brandon Pettigrew uh, <laughs> yards per reception guy. There, this is a guy who in college was the deep play guy. Yeah, <laughs> for, he's, he's for a game breaker. He was the most electric player in college, right? I, in all of college. Why he don't you let him be that? Guy. He was he was on the opposite end of Josh Gordon, right? With RG three, yeah, right. I will tell Man. you right now the reason why 
is because they insist on keeping Nate Washing out there out there on the outside, and yeah. they have to put Kendall Wright on the inside because Nate Washington can't play in the slot, and neither is Justin Hunter a slot guy. Right. So they keep playing Wright in the slot. As soon as Wright overtakes Washington, who had a nice game himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he yeah. always does. And he does. He does. He's, he's like, always sitting on the Steelers. Here's another he guy that, that I probably should have put on the waiver wire. The big wire Super Bowl. Because this guy's he always on the waiver wire, too. And he, he is. He's on he's, the waiver wire. This is that guy who Two-time is... Two-time champion. Who's, who's just... Con- Nate Washington. Consistently. You want that guy that we talk about. You're not going to get... You might get... And you get a splash every once in a while, but you want to get those consistent points... This guy gives you at least four catches for 45, 50 yards every week. He's every like, week. He's like the new, the mo- the contemporary modern version of Derek Mason. Of, of Derek Mason. Yeah, Basin. right, right. Yeah, he literally right. is. Exactly and what he is. He makes big He's not plays. as good as Derek Mason. They used to play on the same team together, I don't. I do believe. I do believe as well. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> I was about five years ago. Okay. I don't think they did. I thought you were saying was there. there. It wasn't there. Okay, okay. Couldn't have been there. But the next question when it comes to Tennessee, who's worried about Sankey? I, well, listen, I, I'll get, I'm the guy that's... Okay, let me talk about it because I'm the guy that was all over it in the preseason. I'm still behind Sankey, but he's going to need... Here's the situation. The way that it's going to work for him is he got, he got six carries in this game. Green got 15. McCluster got nine. That's the disconcerting. That was what I didn't think was going to happen. McCluster, I did not see being a, a, an 8-10 to 10 carry a game guy. Now, they're going to continue to do that. McCluster's going to break down. They're not. That's going to give him four, his chance. Those are going to be Sankey. Here's the problem. Sankey is going to get no more than... Uh, he's not a starter, a worthy fantasy starter, probably until about week six. You're about mm-hmm. right. Because in these next four or five games, he needs to prove to the coaching staff that they can trust him. How is he going to do that? They're only going to give him anywhere from... Could be four in some game, could be eight. But they're probably not going to give him any 10-carry games here going forward. Even when you're a rookie, how can he show that? He can show that being right by the running backs coach, right by the offensive coordinator, standing up on the sideline, watching the game, seeing what's happening, having his eyes and ears, and seeing what's going well, on. I don't learning. know. I don't know. I didn't watch. I don't know if he's playing special teams. But if he's playing special teams, that's where he needs to also to make his mark. Be the first guy down there making the tackle, doing all the different things that need to be done. Stick your nose in and make a block. But when you're out there on plays, whether it's only four carries, you're still out there on their plays. Are you making blocks? Are you doing the right thing? And secure the football. If he secures the football, and if this shows, all he's got to show, think about this. This is a guy who you invested a high draft pick in. As a team, all you need to see... Break two 20-yard runs in the next three weeks, and you are going to get yeah, your yeah, shot yeah, by week up. six. Here's the reason why I'm not uh, afraid of what's going on with Sankey. And it's the exact same reason why I wasn't afraid of what was going on with Terrence West in the preseason, how he was stinking it up. Ben Tate was ahead of, of West. Green. Sean yeah. Green is ahead of, of uh, Sankey. And Sean Green, if you think he's going to last more than eight games, no. He's well, not. And add to that, like we were just saying too with McCluster. You think he's going to last and they keep giving him 10 carries a game? No. No, no chance. Not, none of that's going to happen. Sankey will get his opportunity. It might take a little bit, but hold on to him. Right. I, and if you're like me, a guy who like is in the Dynasty League where you have him, I, I left him in my reserve roster if you're in one of those. Leave him there right now. You may end up activating him as the season progresses, but hold off right now because it's one of those ones where if it just turns out that way, the big dividends for him are, are now from to next year. Yep. But we're not there yet. One Especially thing I was looking at what t- the yeah. Titans are doing on offense, which is pretty nice. That's what I was yeah, going right. to say. That's what, you have to feel good about the Titans offense after week one and feeling like a couple things. One thing I'll say is, isn't Jake Locker, he's got to stay healthy, but isn't he better than, than an Alex Smith? 
Oh, Isn't yes. he like, you know, like you said, he's built for fantasy. If he can really put it together, this is a guy I'm not scared of Kendall Wright. I don't mind those short carries. I think he can bust him. I want that TD every week because you need that. And PPR, obviously, we know he's golden. He had 100 catch last year. But overall, right now, if you if you invested in any player on the Titans, you're kind of like, all right, we I can work with this. They might, they're going to be a top end, let's say halfway top end uh, offensive and fantasy team. So let's go to the. We gotta go through. Go to the other. Yeah. No. We got. Oh. We got. We haven't said a word about oh, the Cowboys. Um, so let's talk about let's talk Romo. We'll, we'll we'll give we'll give uh, a roast to Jay Cutler when we get to the Bears. Yeah. Right. But Romo. Whoa. The news coming out last week about how pissed off uh, the owner is Jerry Jones is. They didn't get. Manziel, Manziel, whatever, and that he's pissed at his son. That couldn't have felt really good to Romo. And then Romo comes out and does this. And all our fears with this Cowboys team all offseason, and we talked about the Cowboys from the end of the Super Bowl till the friggin' uh, week before last, probably on our podcast here, probably for what, do you think? Two hours, three hours this offseason? At least. At least. At least. I don't know how we break that down, but... Trouble in paradise. That's a big building to have to fill with mediocrity. I so, had, uh, yeah, I had Jordy Nelson above a Des Bryant. And listen, this team is, it looks good on paper, but it's not good uh, in real life. And it, if you have Romo on your team as your number one, you're in trouble. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, I hope you were listening. You're to better off team. drafting a Val Verde. And the thing that was crazy to me, just to go and I'll let you get back to your thought, is that Dez in draft day was going second. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Every draft I was in, Dez was like, Calvin, Dez. You know why? You know why? So high. Because ESPN, CBS, right. uh, Yahoo, they all rank him second. They all had him as the second That's best the receiver. And it's it's unfreaking believable. I was People shocked. I was all I, I got to tell you, I get him with the last pick in the second I, round. Uh, or he would be available, but every time it's like we pick thirteen. Des is like, wow, you know what? Here's the thing too. This is something that we talked about. I know I talked about uh, as far as draft strategies, things not to do. Do not get that number one wide receiver on a bad offensive team. The problem is, 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 is time of possession. It's, it's, it's everything. You're not, you're not holding the ball. You're not, you're not getting the ball. You're a one-dimensional team. Defenses are ready for you. Witness old. Right. So yeah. here's like this was my old philosophy. I'm like, oh, I loved Carl Pickens. I wanted when, when Cincinnati was bad. I wanted to get Carl Pickens. Problem was, I got a couple good games, but then otherwise, it was like it was horrible. Yeah, five you, for you sixty-one. You don't want that. You yeah, want that. You want those those winning teams that are scoring, scoring, scoring. Yeah. I now, think, and, and listen, I'm not going to say that Dallas isn't going to score. Yeah, I think yeah, San okay. Francisco was tough. They're going to score. I will, this I will tell you, Demarco Murray is special. That guy, talent wise, yeah. is tops in yeah. the league. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking like top three yeah. running backs in the league, talent-wise. That guy can do everything. He catches the ball beautifully. He's got moves. He's got power. He's just—he's He is brittle. I'd be surprised if he made it all season because they're going to have to overuse him a little bit. So, I mean, that, that may be something that I'd fear about a little bit later on. But he's somebody that, I, listen, I'll tell you, this week, Tennessee can guard that pass. I would not be happy with Romo or, or, or Bryant, but they can't not... 
cover that run, and it's going to be the Murray show. Murray's going to have a really good game in this. Well, and they're going to need to do that in order to take the pressure off of Tony Romo and his three sacks and three interceptions that he threw this week. Yeah, and Romo's going to get fucking killed. By this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is is, is Ter- Terrence Williams had a TD right? He yes. did, but. I saw him make some boneheaded plays. Seven well. targets, four catches, had a couple. Yeah, I saw a couple, couple drops, a couple, couple of shitty couple plays. Bad plays. I'm, I, out of out of a, Listen, I'm a little worried about that guy with the second coming. He yeah. ain't the He's second coming. He's not that good. Well, I know, what, that I know good. where I put him. I put him kind of on the same level of, uh, going forward as like a Tory Smith. You know what we've seen out of Tory. I mean, th- that's probably like high end what you're going to get out of out of Terry. We Smith. all had him on our team. Not a guy who's going to give you the fourteen hundred yards, thirteen hundred yards, eighty catch season. This is a guy who's going to give you the. He might have some of those long plays. This is what that guy is about. He's a longer catch guy. Might give you the sixty catches for a thousand fifty, eleven hundred yards and six touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Yeah, you know, that's natural. Yeah. Beating out Miles Austin's not that big of a deal, no. and uh, you know if you picked him up last week, what week five or so, he had a good game, week six, and then he had a couple good more games. Other than that, he hasn't done crap on a stick really. So don't be but thinking he about pre- playing him now, thinking right. about those touchdowns four games though. La- or middle yeah. or last. But year. what he did in the middle of last year was always it was catching touchdowns. It wasn't always yards, and here he is again being a touchdown guy. So where Dez is getting all the attention in the red zone, the other thing that you said, Witten being old can't get open. Williams is becoming the de facto guy that they're looking to. So, and he is big. So, so he is a right. So, as far as that hard. goes in fantasy, I think he still becomes viable down the road. I just don't expect him to be yep. giving you these high end games. Yeah, yeah, and, and as soon as Romo gets killed, like I said. You guys are in shitloads of trouble because Whedon ain't gonna be able to find my dick. You guys are just talking to us like I wasn't Go. with him on Robo. Yeah, no, I Hey, I'm Ricky Bobby, and I'm counting on Junior. We just want to take a moment to talk to you about snow blindness in cats. It's affecting more and more cats every year, and it scares the living shit out of us. Snow blindness? Like the TV snow? Oh, my God. All right, let's go to the Cardinals at the Giants. People Last are- thing I will say, though, is Witten actually, it is a really good matchup. Tennessee's really bad against tight ends. I can see Witten getting a lot more targets and a lot more catches. He, he played like shit, obviously, against San Fran, but I think San Fran was kind of concentrating on that a little bit, and they're actually good against tight ends. Witten could have a pretty good week. Witten's swan song against yeah. the Titans. I like it. All right. Uh, Cardinals are going to be at the Giants watching uh, Giants fans burning Eli Manning jerseys. Wow. Uh, whew. Man, there's some. Uh, it's another team. It just doesn't look like they're on the uh, the trajectories on the right right end of the bell curve. So, if, if there's a single team in this league right now that I say could go 0 and 16, it would be the Giants. And then they'd win the Super Bowl next year. Mr. Bobby, come on down here. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah. Ah! Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's what New York needs. They need, they need Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise. Magic Touch. That's right. <laughs> oh, I got it. Help me, Tom Cruise. Good stuff. Yeah, All right, I agree. Talk, let's talk about the Giants for a little bit and get over to the Cardinals. Let's, 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 do, them, let's do them fast. Oh, I, 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 this game blows. Five minutes. Giants, uh, I mean, listen, they, they cannot figure out the new offense. They just can't figure out what, what, what uh, McAdoo's trying to do there. It's just, it's not looking good at all. They can, uh, when you're looking at a screen and you see Eli Manning trying to do hand signals out to re- receivers, and both of those receivers figured, figured the same thing, both Cruz and Randall were out on the side there, and they figured the same thing. They go out and they block for a, for a pass. They were both wrong on what the signal was, 
and it was supposed to be a quick hitch with pass to, and all of a sudden Eli's like, oh shit, they're blocking. I gotta go try and pass to the tight end who's who's going out there or, or the or the, uh, the fifth, running back. The or fifth option. It was just it was just abysmal. And uh, you know, one of the street plays where just going down the middle, Larry Donald was going down the middle. And he, he was threw it yeah. at his feet because. He didn't he get thought the right he was going to stop, and he kept going. And he kept going. They just don't even. They don't have the offense down yet. Yeah. How you don't have the offense down by the well, game one is beyond not, me. It's not beyond me anymore because the Bears were the same way this week, and I think there's a bunch of teams that were still basically using Week One as preseason because of all the new stinking rules where you can't do padded practices, you can't hit anybody, you can't see anybody play football. So you don't have any way to evaluate these players, and so unfortunately, a lot of these teams are. Throwing guys out there are still implementing systems into week one. But again, that's poor coaching then. And, yeah. and, and and also, it's a trend with New York. They're always bad at the beginning of the year. How many years under Tom Coughlin do they have to start like yeah. crap? Oh, and six. And right, before, before it's, one, like, it's one time one for five. a change. That's true. One thing I'll say about that is Eli Manning is a two-time Super Bowl. When Peyton Manning goes to a new team, a la the Broncos... They changed the his system. What? How come it doesn't? I mean, Eli doesn't Eli. You get the people that are calling the lead when when McAdoo comes in or whatever. Isn't there something that should be said like, "Hey, here's how we've been running it since 2004 around here. This is the way we how we've won two Super Bowls. This is the way we've been a great team owner." How do all of a sudden do you get you know, that Mike Martz kind of thing where he came in for the Bears and all of a sudden it's like, it's like flip him out. Oh, who gives a shit? This, this is the crew. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question about this. I want to ask you a question Because this is to me is such a philosophy thing. We talk about our draft strategies and stuff all the time. You talk about, well, if you draft this guy first, now you're building your team around that guy. You know, you figure it out. Well, if you're an offensive coordinator, aren't you building your team around your quarterback? So... Instead of being like you're saying, the Mark Marks and all that, in this NFL, when we see all the guys that are the most prolific and the best quarterbacks in our league, are they not because they've been running the same goddamn system for so long that they know what they're doing? And then if they're comfortable with something, the quarterbacks that are bad are the ones that are trying to learn a new system, trying to learn terminology. I, I heard it's in ridiculous. an interview, um, uh, uh, Donovan McNabb was on uh, in here in Chicago uh, on, on the sports radio. And I'm listening, and he's talking about when I went to Washington, Shanahan didn't care what I had done in Philadelphia. It was, I had to learn his system. He goes, it was all foreign to me. I didn't know what I was doing. I said, I go, these are my strengths. And they go, no, this is the offense that you're going to run. So yeah. there are there are that many pig-headed people Stupid. out there. And so identify which ones are the pig-headed ones and aren't going to let your quarterback do what they should do. Well, here's, here's the thing uh, in defense of what was going on in, in New York there. They brought in McAdoo from Green Bay. Because he was extremely successful in what he was doing there in Green Bay. So if you want to bring that system in there to try and switch to the new age of what offenses are trying to do in this league, that's the way it's got to be. The problem is is that Manning is completely, possibly the most immobile quarterback (laughs) I've ever seen. Okay, He cannot move out of that pocket and do anything. The thing is that Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever move out out of a pocket ever. Now, it, it's not going to translate very well. It's going to have a lot of growing pains. Could I see it possibly working later on in the season? Sure. But it's going to take a while for it to work. And while it's not working, I will tell you right now, Victor Cruz is, I don't want to say it's unplayable, but he ain't going to do nearly what you thought he was going to do. Ruben Randall is going to be useless. 
Rashad Jennings is going to be bunched up at the line and have a lot of tough games ahead of him. He'll have eight or nine touchdowns on the season. Here's the, with and no here's yards. the other problem too. Yeah. The other problem that I have, and I want to move quickly yeah, let's to, move to on Arizona, to but is that uh, Eli Manning is just a, a propensity over the last couple of years for the turnover. You know, we always him and him and Philip Rivers are always going to be tightly engaged together. And while Philip doesn't have the two uh, the Super Bowls, yeah. right now Philip Rivers looks like a hell of a lot better quarterback than Peyton than Eli Manning. Oh, you know? absolutely! And he yeah. learned a brand new system last year. So yeah. uh, I think the one thing that's weird about Manning is Archie Manning was one of the most like the first. I think Tar was he was before or after Tarkenton? Maybe a little. Well, after. It could be contemporary. But, after, after contemporary, they, they, they were contemporary. Okay. Yeah. but he was. A mobile dude moving around. Well, he had a run for his life in New Orleans too. Yeah, yeah how, how did his kids? Yeah. Have, how did he get married? I don't know. Did his the wife, wife must be the she must have cankles. Lumbering person. <laughs> she what? Must have cankles. I mean, isn't it weird though? He's like so elusive. And I'll tell you, I saw an inter an interviewer with uh, with Eli Manning in the locker room. He had shirt and shorts on, nothing else. Dude, the guy looks like you, Houdini. Really? Houdini, you're skinny. <laughs> I am telling you, this guy, your your bicep right there, so much bigger than his. That's it was good. so weird. How has this guy stayed so healthy? He, when I saw the picture, I'm like, how has this guy done it? How has he had such a career of not getting hurt? This guy is skinny. Yeah, I'll tell you, Eli Manning, all of those pocket passers, they put up a big graphic um, in one of those uh, Monday night games. I can't remember which one it was. I think it must have been the Giants game. Oh, it might it might have been actually the Arizona game. Because Carson Palmer's another one of those uh, uh, pocket passers that since oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since yeah. two thousand and four, two thousand five, yeah. who has played the most games or who hasn't gotten injured the most? They were all pocket passers. None of them were the, the running quarterbacks. It's all the pocket passers. You're not going to live forever. I'm not stupid, Lucius. No one lives forever. No one. But with uh, advances in modern science, my high level income. I mean, it's not crazy to think I can't live to be two forty five, maybe three hundred. Heck, I just read in the newspaper to put a pig heart in some guy from Russia. You know what? I mean, do you know what that means? No, I don't know what that means. I guess longer life. Well, no, he didn't live. Oh, he didn't live. No, but oh, it's just okay. exciting that we're trying things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to live longer, you be the one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's so weird to see this picture. He's got the biggest shoulder pads in the league. So okay, let's, let's go about, to Arizona. Let's, let's talk about the Cardinals. While Larry Fitzgerald, uh, where have you gone? You are no longer the favorite son. I will say, if you want to tout your horn, I was all over Michael Floyd, and I have him in a bunch of leagues. And wow, was I happy in the first half of that game, yes, sir. especially when he almost broke what would have been a 97-yard touchdown uh, catch and run if he just had eluded one last grasp off of his uh, his ankle there. So, um, And holy shit, Andre Ellington played! Oh, thank God. Dude, he didn't just play. He looked great! He looked good. You know, not great, but he looked for a guy that, that supposedly had a, a foot injury that was going to keep him up for Maybe four to six weeks. weeks. He looked great. Yeah, they, they, I was, love what you told me earlier before we did the show. It's just like he's got this injury, can't get worse. I love those injuries. Yeah, oh, that when they said it can't get worse. Yeah. if you play, play on it, there's no way it can get worse. Oh, that's great news. And yeah. he's already playing on it. I just saved my movie. season in one of my leagues where Absolutely. I was like, I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah, it cannot get worse. I mean, it, if he was the Injure it some other way, you know, that obviously, you know, you can get injured any other way, but it can't get worse by him playing on it. It's whether he can just take the pain of it, having a bit of pain in there. Is there a, is there a quicker guy out of his breaks and a quicker lateral mover in the league? And is there a guy that might have, I mean, we were talking about. On his own team. He might, he, he, 
Really? On his own team, but he's not a running back. Right, John Brown. John Brown. Okay. John Brown is disgusting. And we saw it we saw it on the touchdown catch that he had last time on the little the little screen pass that they gave, a little bubble screen. He's about the twelve yard line, whatever. He makes one move and then bam, that dude is gone. Oh, he had to make a couple he actually had to make a couple moves. There was there was one move, and then he had to do a quick jump start, jump stop move right. with somebody right next to him. And the guy who was next to him, all of a sudden, was five yards out of the picture. Literally within a tenth of a second. It was amazing to watch. Is there a guy that's got better balance and a better body control in the league right now than uh, Ellington? Andre Ellington took a, a screen pass right on the sidelines there. That was now, awesome. He shook off the one was, dude. He shook off the one dude and yeah. was literally an inch from the yeah. sideline. And I thought his I thought his leg was going to break or his ankle was going to break. He, he, momentum he pulled cut you right off of that bad foot and, and stayed in bounds yeah. and cut it upfield. The guy is fine. He'll be fine. How about this too? We always were worried about what's his size going to be like for him to run inside. Now, we did have the problem. He fumbled. Yes, that and, one And play. all of a sudden, Jonathan Dwyer started to see a lot more time, and I'm going, oh, God. Uh, bro, not Dwyer looked like shit. Well, no. Dwyer didn't look like... He, looked, he didn't, like, I didn't sound like he looked he like shit. He, he didn't just, look like he could break no off more explosion. than a four-yard run. No, there's never been yeah. explosion with him. It's a, this is where, it's, again, we talk, we talk about Sankey. I'll put the same shoes on Ellington here because... Who's around him? I'm not worried about Jonathan Dwyer. Jonathan Dwyer, there's nothing that he can do that's ever going to threaten what else. Stephon Taylor actually looked a little bit pretty no, good. Look, and he's going to be probably going to be more of your goal line back, I'm going to guess. I think he's going to earn that role probably by, by week five or week six. He looked a little shiftier than I remember him being. But he, he was running like, hard. And he was running hard, I'll tell you that. The one last thing I want to say here, um, uh, for, for, from my part, I played, I decided this year was the first year I was ever going to do it. One league. One league, that's it. One team. I've never done it before. Smart move. It was. It's insane. I feel. I feel lost. But on that team, I took Michael Floyd, and I took that guy for a reason. And that he showed me last night that I was right in that reason. And Arian he showed is, you. Yeah, he's the number one. There was ten guys who got caught a pass before Larry Fitzgerald, and Floyd was easily the number one targeted guy. Easily the guy that was that Palmer was looking at. Hell, you could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. Oh, look, say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah! It rhymes. You're both verbs. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I will oh, say God, this. Though. I love you guys for the fact I didn't grab him this year, but I loved... He kept moving up my tears because you guys were so passionately high on, on Floyd and another guy. First rounder, another guy that he, if he came out the year before he came out, would have been a top ten pick. Yep. And and it's just some of these guys love their teammates, love their program. Dude, he like, got into you know one what? preseason game and he made defenders. I mean, he Palmer missed him on both of those bombs. I remember watching the game. Yeah. Missed him on both those bombs because well, he, he was just, open he, by four yards on that one that was off the, on, on the right sideline that was that he threw out of bounds. Yeah, I, I'll tell you oh right my now, corners, cornerbacks cannot guard. Cannot guard him. He's six at three, all. right? And he's six three, two fifteen. Yeah, and he's got a little bit of a mean streak in him. Uh, he, he he's something special to watch. Uh, another guy that I do want to talk about in Arizona, Carson Palmer. Wow. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna toot my horn one last time on this one. Sorry, uh, you, you, I had you him in my top ten. There was not a lot of guys who had him. I, I, no, I we actually even had someone him. post on Facebook. Thank you for uh, letting me know to start Carson Palmer because uh, I would never have done it on my own. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and, said, and you got yeah. me the win this week. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. there you go. No, he's. I mean, he. Had I gotta remember fit. the name. He, he was so, fifth. But, uh, he was number five. He was number five in uh, in fantasy points this week. 
Um, he's going to be a legit starter this year. You know, and there's going to be guys in 12-man leagues who uh, have him and might consider him as their starter. I know he's probably taken as your backup on, in most leagues, but this guy is going to put up big points. He's another one of those guys. That, that was uh, Tom Wattis. Thank nice. you, thank you, Tom. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. This guy is going to be legit for you, and he's going to be and legit we'll for you And we'll keep feeding you the weekly information to get you those wins. And keep Absolutely. You on top. I mean, and you know what? I mean, this is another game that I, I think he's not going to disappoint you. I mean, look at what uh, Stafford did to the Giants last week. Yeah. It's going to be fun for i got to say one thing about Arizona okay. before we, we move, on. move on. Then. Just my favorite guy, uh, ex-Pittsburgh Steeler, Larry Foot. Foot. Larry Foot. And when he makes the big play, his move is the greatest uh, celebration Absolutely. move. Absolutely. Stomp and twist on the foot. That's the Larry Foot up your ass on the best. Yep. I'm, I'm stomping that smoke that old out. Man, that old man fills a goddamn gap. Lance Briggs, pay attention. That's what you should be doing. I, I had uh, Keenan right. Allen way down my ranks this last week, and everybody's like, nah, he'll he'll be all right. You know, Patrick Peterson is an underneath guy. Won't be able to. Allen did nothing. Peterson was on him all Peterson was on him, and if, we, if Peterson wasn't on him, it was moving over a little bit. And Cromartie, God, can't forget, Antonio yeah. Cromartie's on this team. Not only forget this, how about the guy that you had mentioned as one of your other deeper sleepers, Malcolm Floyd, had himself a nice game as Malcolm well. Malcolm Floyd, absolutely, had himself a touchdown. That was a nice game and for gonna him. And it's going to be that and deeper play threat. D, everybody thought their run D was going to be hurt really bad by Dockett. As I said, just because Dockett went down doesn't make them a bad rush D. It hurt a little bit. But they're still a top-notch rush D, and they kicked the shit out of San Diego's uh, rushing offense. It was one run by uh, Ryan Matthews that uh, that did it for him. But that still, that was it. That's all they got against him. All right, let's go to the next game. We got the Patriots. You're going to be at the Vikings. I'm starting with Cordell, Cordell uh, Patterson because that was top ten play I've ever seen. That dude, that, that, looked like, that looked like To stopped. When T.O. was doing that east and west while running full speed and just like bodies are bouncing off. And you're like, am I playing Berserker uh, 1780 or whatever that stupid (laughs) game is? This guy is just untouchable. The speed, the strength, ridiculous. The fact that that guy has three carries for over 100 yards and you're getting the points, obviously from that long as hell. Was it 62 yards? 67 yards. 67 yards. God, you're going to be. You're, that's going to keep happening. You're going to get 100 yard games where it's like, eh, I didn't do that great receiver, but uh, knocking out. This is the new NFL. You're so getting sick. you're getting opportunities on both levels, and it, why is it not surprising? It's Minnesota who had Harvin before. They're just like, oh, why don't we give our wide receivers carries? And Cordero, Corderell, I don't care what you want to yeah, call. Him. Call, him. call him. This guy, oh, I think yeah. I, I don't remember what my final tiers Cordero. were, but he was in my top 16, top 15. I mean, I had him up there. I. I didn't get him in any of my leagues this year. I'm very disappointed because... I went Harvin over him in a couple. Well, I, and, I, and I did too, but, but at the same time, and I love what, that we'll get to that, but I love the potential of Patterson. This guy, we saw what he did at the end of last year and what he was starting to do, and they are now realizing. This is, again, we talked about the dumb coaching staffs. Thank God Leslie Frazier is no longer running this team uh, in Minnesota, that you got new faces in there, and they're going, we need to get the ball into this dude's hands as much as possible, and let's figure out a way to do it. Five targets in the uh, passing game, three carries in the run game, and every time that he gets to get in the ball in space, let him do his thing. And that's the thing. And I got to tell you, he's the he is a very tough guy to rank, and because you know that he's only, he's only going to get you about three, four catches, maybe five catches, something like that. He's not a volume catcher, and he's going to get you maybe three runs. But you're depending on one of those runs breaking, and you're depending on one of those passes breaking. And that's it. 
You know, if you don't get, return. if you don't get a return, return. Right, yeah. yeah, or six points is getting a return, yeah, or something like that. But but that's it. You're not depending on. I mean, the volume will get you something. You know, like a, you know, like a Pierre Garcon or or See, Reggie Wayne. But don't you, but don't you believe? Like don't you believe that this is one of those guys that if you start out your game, you're on the first drive of the game, and you give him an end around, or you give him one of these jet sweeps or something like that, he breaks it for 35 yards. Now you're not going the rest of the game. We're gonna find ways to get the ball back into this guy's hands. Absolutely, because he just—he is so big chunk of yards every time he touches the ball. He said himself. I did a news feed on it a couple days ago. He's like, when I get the ball in my hands, I want to do something special. I want people to know that I'm a special player. And I think you know, Walter Payton had a great line: "When you're a good player." You tell everyone that you're a good player. When you're a great player, they tell you. you. And what you're hearing about all for the last three months about this guy is are some of the best players. AP, is came out, I mean, he's right. like, it's pretty special to watch. Greg Jennings. got like the best guy. Greg Jennings like, I don't, uh, I don't I played, hold a I'm the second yeah, fiddle. <laughs> I played with a lot of great wide receivers in my career, even going back to you know, Packers and whatever. I ain't played with this. Um, so when you start hearing that from the guys themselves that are, you know, Impressive Super Bowl champion, great players themselves. That is kind of like ding, 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 ding. All right, there's something really special happening. And here. he came into this league as raw of a receiver yeah. as any receiver you'll ever see. One um, year at JUCO and one year at Tennessee, right? Yeah, but, and that was it. And he didn't even get all that much. And play six two two twenty, blazing speed, and just he's just he's just he's sickness, man. Awesome. Anything else? AP didn't have a great game, but, but don't you know, don't don't, nothing, don't nothing, fear. Because here's the that. thing about yeah. that: because again, the more the court, this is the thing. Every team is going to focus right now in the first few weeks of the season to stop Adrian Peterson. So if you're an Adrian Peterson owner, I want you to realize: don't freak out when he doesn't have a great first four games of the season. He's still going to be your main guy, but after what Cordero is going to keep continue to do, it's going to open things up for him. You're going to get the progression of that offense growing under North Turner. It's just going to get better. So don't Jennings worry. had a great game. Yeah, Rudolph catching a touchdown against a team that is the best against tight ends and has been the best against tight ends combined over the last few years. Um, there, uh, what teams are going to do is they're going to say, okay. AP is the one we have to stop. But now, after a 30-point, 34-point uh, you know, barrage here against a, a St. Louis team, which isn't that bad in St. Louis, and uh, you know they, they tried to bottle up AP, they did pretty well in bottling, bottling up AP, but they still scored 34 points. So if they're going to score 34 points, you can't just bottle up AP anymore. you got to pay attention to these other things. Jennings looked rejuvenated. He looked pretty darn good out there. Obviously, Cordell's out there. You got Rudolph, and Turner is going to stretch that defense. So, believe me, AP's going to have a good game in this one. If Nosham Moreno, yeah, Moreno and Lamar Miller can average five yards a carry against these guys, when you're looking at a Miami offense, which everybody would say is, hey, you know, you, yeah, well, we're, think we're about probably going to concentrate a little bit on the run. Think about this interesting aspect of this game. You got the Vikings who are 1 0, and you got. You got uh, New England is 0-1. Yep. New England needs this game. They're on the road playing in the, uh, was it, uh, whatever the bank field is, that, uh, that Minnesota, which is the, the University of Minnesota, <clears throat> yep. which doesn't have any heat underneath it. So this is like not, not the best playing surface in the world either. Oh, that's right. They're playing that. Yeah, they're yeah. playing at whatever. It's not whatever, indoors. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Fifth, third bank field or whatever it is. I don't know. So New England... Um, <sighs> They should be. Uh, you would think that this is going to be a game that would be a get well game, but again, 
that offense for for Minnesota is going to put some some pressure on their defense, which did not look as revamped as it, as, as it should have, as you said before. Vince Wolford's well, already saying, oh, we got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, no, no they're the rushy. Didn't look very good. They're, they're past but what about the offense? But what about the offense? The offense is the offense is going to get back in gear in this one. Okay, Miami has a, a very a lot better defense than people actually realize well, I, I have, I, because I they're just say, not talked about yeah. very much. Uh, but they have a very good defense. Minnesota, however, does not. They may have bottled up St. Louis. But when you knock out Sean Hill, who was the second quarterback in the first place, Austin and, then, and then they go to Austin Davis, it's really not that tough to bottle up a St. Louis defense with a Zach Stacy who is overrated. So you're talking about going against um, uh, a New England offense now. That's going to be a whole different story. My, Minnesota was one of the worst defenses in the league last year. Not the second or th- you know, but, second. But here's even here's the, the thing for me. Here's defense. the thing. With, here's They're not going to hold New England to nothing. Right. So with New England, though, I'm worried, though, because you have Gronkowski was back, got himself a touchdown, did his thing, still limited, not, not being out there fully. Julian Edelman is the main other person, is the main receiver. And you see it was, okay, it was Kemble Tompkins they were really trying to get going, didn't get him going. Yeah, he um, had like four or five catches for... What's going on in the running game when you're splitting the carries between Vereen, yeah, Ridley, Ridley, and yeah, it, it's... I'm not. I'm not sure in the identity. And then we also Brandon Bolden gets out there. James White, I believe he was inactive for this game. Yeah, he was. So this is one of those. No, no, I'm not worried about no, that because that's thinking. all going to met itself out as we as we as the season goes along. I was surprised though because Brandon Bolden was not a guy that I expected to see out there. Um, so I, I'm I'm really confused about their running situation, and I'm confused about what they really have in their second wide receiver outside of Edelman. Um, I, I, to tell the truth, I'm not that confused. Here's what happened in that first game. They deactivated James White in the fact that they knew it was an interdivision game. They wanted familiarity out there. They wanted somebody like a Bolton out there who's played against Miami before. They didn't want to put uh, a James White in there in a hardcore, big-time rivalry, interdivision game. And it just didn't work out all that well, to be honest. It wouldn't be shocking at all if, I, if you see... Dobson activated, who was a healthy scratch as well. Um, if you see James White activated, and you see a couple of those other guys falling off, uh, falling off the range. They had six targets for uh, Brandon LaFell, didn't catch a single one of them. It wouldn't shock me if Dobson was activated and LaFell was, was deactivated for this game. I think that New England is going to go to a very big, uh, big offensive game. They aren't going to play conservative in this one. I think they're going to go all out. They know that they can beat this defense. This is a bad defense. I'll tell you that right now. They are not nearly as good as they played against St. Louis. It's a bad defense. They're going to go all out. Brady's going to have a fine game. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Kembrell Tompkins uh, got about six catches. If Edelman got nine catches. Gronk is going to have uh, six or seven catches. A touchdown. Uh, Vereen is going to do his work. They're going to pound Ridley. There's going to be a lot of offensive plays. I see New England actually taking it to Minnesota quite a bit in this one. And I think the big news is Gronk played. Gronk has a touchdown. Now, he, he, always hasn't, has he hasn't been around. He yeah. hasn't been in the mix. So it's, it's a new, <laughs> it, it, it's a game where they kind of got to gel together with what's around them. And having Gronk in the mix, as we've seen last year in those two or three games that Gronk played. When Gronk's playing and Tom Brady's the quarterback, he's got a score. Ben, there's, there's, well, there's just. The offense is in a much better place. Yeah, absolutely. So they lost. They they fought, they they went up to, against a good team that we like. And in all honesty, I saw both but, ESPN and 
Um, ESPN, the magazine, I think, and Sports Illustrated both called Miami winning the game right. before the. You know, it's not like this is some crazy thing. It was just the right game for them. Well, the other thing with Gronk is understand if you own him that his first four weeks again, he's still building himself up as well. So for sure, but he still scores touchdowns every time he gets. And, and Minnesota is one of the worst again against tight ends. You're going to love Gronk this week. Nice. All right, let's move on to the next game, and that's going to be. When you work on your mysterious lady part and stuff, you should have the right tools too. So that's why you should use Maypacks, official tampon on NASCAR. All right, what's next? The next game is, is the Saints are going to be at the Browns. Houdini, go nuts. All right, so, you know, this is one of those ones, again, the Browns allowed the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to pass all over them. Drew Brees, not typically as good of a, a passer at on the road as he is at home. 211 touchdowns uh, at home, 153 on the road. I believe it's uh, 85 uh, interceptions uh, at uh, home, 93 on the road. So, Expect a little bit of a, of, a, of a regression there, but at the same time, not necessarily because in this matchup against against what you know the Cleveland is able to do, we saw Marcus Colston have himself a fantastic game. He's going to continue to be a, a, a other true, than the fumble that lost the game for him. True, <laughs> but statistically, it was yeah, a fantastic yeah. oh, game, absolutely. and he was still the trusted target. But what we also saw was, as you mentioned earlier, Brandon Cooks stepped up. This kid. Has come to play. He he shows that he's going to be caught seven of eight targets. Uh, he's he's everywhere. He's he's, yeah. he's going to be a big cog in this offense. We also Reed's saw. Been waiting for this. But we also saw right. We also saw in the running game. So we saw uh, exactly that Pierre Thomas is going to be utilized all over the place. But it is going to be Mark Ingram who is going to be the guy that's going to be utilized heavily in the red zone. So when you're in these. When you look at in touchdown leagues, especially Ingram's huge. I will tell you right now that Ingram only played about twenty. Uh, I think it was twenty between twenty-two and twenty-seven percent of the snaps. So right. he's you're depending if you if you play your Mark Ingram, you are one hundred percent depending on that red zone. But inside the five yard touchdown, this is That's a prolific it. offense, though. So you expect to be there. Yeah, that's, he's going to get true. there more than like than then say like if you're hoping on it on, on a team like the Jets or the Bills or you know one of these type of teams that you're you're, you're hoping to score 14 points a week. You expect the Saints to score 30 point, points a week. Yeah, against against Atlanta. Um, listen, Ingram had a terrible career against Atlanta before this game. I mean, he was he was at like 2.3 yards per carry. And had not scored a touchdown or something like that. He was he was just awful against Atlanta. But this Atlanta defense is bad. Right. It, it's a bad defense, and it, it's not shocking to see what Ingram did in this game, in that game against Atlanta, against Cleveland. I'm not. I don't. I don't see it. But I the other just thing don't too see is, that happen. And expect the, the same type of dis, uh, dispersion of, of uh, carries to to passes. They passed the ball 42 times last week. Only ran the ball 28 times. It's going to be again a much more pass happier offense this week. Versus the run, I don't expect. I expect them to be, you know, three at least three passes for every two runs, if not close to like a two to one ratio. I fully agree with that. Um, I, I got to tell you, from what it looked like last week, I, I mean, he didn't play bad by any means, Drew Brees. But I, I think, and it's it's strange to say because he's really not that big of a cog in, in the offense. But I think he missed Kenny Stills. Sure. 
You know, I mean, Kenny Stills is a lot better receiver than people give credit for. This is the whole thing. We, we like what we saw from Brandon Cooks, but you need to have that other player out there to help balance it. Okay. Yeah. So the Colson and the Graham are great, you know, but it, it, Cooks is not proven and not having that other guy there. You need to just have that other guy. It will even make Cooks even better, I have a feeling. I think so, too. Um, you know, and, and it will, should make Breeze better as this whole thing goes along. Well, let's flip it over to Cleveland because we were talking earlier about those, those running backs. Yeah. Can, we, can I do one thing and flip it over to Val Verde? Oh, no. Let me flip it over to Val Verde. Second. Let me go ahead and flip it over to a third. Val Verde. So the thing now we don't we don't even know yet what the situation is with Ben Tate. We're not going to find that out until tomorrow, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. But I got a feeling that you know there's probably a good chance that he doesn't play in this game. Now let's let's look at it first in that sense. Terrence West. Uh, Terrence West. I, I this was a guy we were high on uh, in the offseason as well, talking about running backs that we like their situation, running backs that we like what they brought to the table. Terrence West was one of these guys. Uh, went to one of those smaller schools, but just showed you all. And uh, Towson showed you all the ability. Was the main guy. Running back we liked from combine. Right. Running back we liked from seeing highlights and games last year at Townsend uh, University or whatever. Friggin' sick. So, 16 carries, 100 yards in his first debut in, in mop-up duty. Before before the preseason games, he was showing, and oh. all the talk was saying that he's outplaying Ben Tate right. in all, in, in all the practices surprising. and everything. He looks better than him. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a real competition down to the end. And then all of a sudden, the preseason came along and real game action came along. I bet you Wes got a little bit nervous. Yeah. You're a rookie. You know, you're, you're a rookie running, all of a sudden getting in there against real teams and, and defenses that are all as fast as you've ever seen in your entire life. He got a little bit nervous. But now it's game time. It's real time. And he got in there and he was dependent on it. He sacked up is what he did. He fucking grabbed his balls and he said, I'm going to take this freaking game over and I'm going to show my stuff. And he did. And he's that good of a running back where you, I, I hope people didn't ignore him. Or, or put him farther down because of what happened in the preseason. But I love a Terrence West and Crowell. Well, that's as the whole we thing. Mentioned. You got the two rookies together. They're going to be doing it. Now you also saw Jordan Cameron. Here's a guy that got his five targets, only two catches, 47 yards. Not effective. This is one of the ones that what you were concerned about that you had mentioned, Dog, in the preseason is that he's the main guy. That he's going to get all the attention. Well, he did get the attention, and he was covered. And, so he got, and Cameron, the guy and who, he got injured. Yeah. Yeah, and he got injured. He re-injured that shoulder that um, he hurt in the preseason that he lost uh, uh, 10 days, I think he was out to. So, I mean, that's kind of a bummer for him. Yep. They haven't updated the situation yet. I have no I idea. I expect that he's going to play, but at the same time, it's going to be potentially limited, and it's going to be... Exactly. And who was the most effective guy out there? It was Andrew Hawkins. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you right now that I have... Who actually, I said was going to have a good season. Yes. At this point, I've actually taken Cameron out of my rankings because I have a feeling that he's not going to play this week. Um, when you take a guy out for the game in a close game in a game that you want to win, and you take out your best player, almost I, I'd almost I say see, I think it was more preliminary, and that's because they didn't want to re-aggravate the injury. I think they wanted to make sure that they save him. I, I, I just have a, I have a heart. I mean, we'll see. We'll, it's hard to say this in this in this podcast. We're really not going to find out until about Thursday. That's true, and and we'll let you know on the site and everything what's going on there. But Hawkins, that's a great guy that you you were mentioning right there. Hawkins ended up getting, um, I think it was... Ten targets. Ten targets. Eight, six or eight catches. Eight catches eight for 87. Catches, yes. That's going to be... I don't want to say it's going to be the norm, 
but it's going to be closer to the norm than three for 25. It's going to be closer to, I think, six for 67, seven for 90, seven for 80. You get a few touchdowns thrown in there. This kid's dynamic. He's a good player. He is. He's a really good player who's you know happened to get injured a bunch over the years and been stuck in uh, Cincinnati in, in the wrong type of offense. But, I mean, injuries have hurt him. But when he's healthy, this guy is dynamic. And they're going to use him. He's the number one guy there. It's not It's not Miles Austin. Yeah. Uh, Travis Benjamin happened to catch uh, some balls there and had some decent play. But Miles Austin's a piece of shit. Yeah. All right? Uh, they're eventually going to activate a guy that I still like for this season is Charles Johnson. They're going to eventually activate him off of the practice squad. They're lucky to have gotten him back because that guy's a freaking talent. Uh, Miles Austin will be gone within three weeks. Charles Johnson, remember that name. I love it. All right, let's go to the Falcons. Are going to be at the Bengals. Let's, uh, let, dog. I'm just going to let you talk about this game. Houdini's not going to be able to say a thing. I'm not going to be able to say a thing. We're going to get then into the Lions and Panthers. We're actually not going to cover the Rams or Buccaneers. They're not getting one cent from us. We'll go to our rankings. We'll go to our stuff. We got to get caught up. Right now, we're we are way behind. So, okay. dog, do your thing. If you've got anything to say about it, Houdini, chime in. But let's get this Falcons Bengals, which is an important fantasy game. Covered. Do do your thing, dog man. Okay, all right. I, I will say that I wouldn't mind if Houdini uh, chimed in on this Go one because it is a big fantasy game. I agree. Ryan um, is everything that I thought he always was. The guy is a lot better quarterback than people thought, and he showed it against the Saints. The Saints, who have an even improved defense off of last year, which was one of the best defenses in the league last year, by the way. Uh, the guy was fucking amazing, and Julio Jones being back. Makes a huge difference, obviously. The guy is a beast. They're going to use him like crazy this week. I don't care if Leon Hall's on him. I don't, it doesn't matter who the frick's on him. If uh, the rookie comes back, uh, uh, Chris Denard from uh, Michigan State, if he comes back, that still won't matter because Roddy White's that good too. All right? Levine to- Toyolo is a little bit better than I thought he was. He caught three passes for something like 19 yards or 15 yards. something. Touchdown, caught, a, yep. caught a touchdown, which was nice. But he's a little more mobile than I thought he was. I, he, he looked slow last year. He doesn't look that slow to me, and he is huge. He's I think, I think that's just his uh, familiarity with the offense, not Absolutely. knowing where to be. But when you talk about Matt Ryan, and I'm going to say this, this is one of those guys that I look back at now, and it's like, God, I, it, the writing was on the, roll, on the wall. I should have seen it anyway. I should have gone after this guy harder in some of my auction leagues because they don't have a running game. Steven Jackson is not a running game anymore. It's, he's, he's part of the over-the-hill gang. It's just not getting it done. There he is. He did get 4.3 yards per, per, per attempt, but they only gave him 12 carries. They are going to trust their passing game more. That's what they're going to do. And here's again, we talked about with Ben Roethlisberger. He threw football 43 times. Matt Ryan did for 448 yards, 10.4 yards per attempt. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I love that Atlanta is playing to their strengths. All right, there's a lot of teams out there that aren't. Like yeah. we were mentioning, Washington, you're just not playing to your strengths. Okay, I mean, uh, 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 the Giants aren't playing to what they're doing. You know, their strengths. They're trying to fix it and move it towards what the coordinators want to do. Fuck that. Matt Ryan, uh, you got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Roddy White, Harry Douglas, who had a really nice game as well. Mm-hmm. I think he had 80 some odd yards right. and catches. 69. Six, six for 69. Six for 69, whatever it was. That's a really nice game as well. It's a third receiver. Use use what you have to your advantage. And let's 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 address this, those people who drafted Devonta Freeman, uh, and we're we're thinking that this was going to you know be the guy. 
Because again, my situation with the Atlanta rushing attack is when when Steven Jackson's your leading rusher, he's only getting 12 carries, and you know Freeman only got two. Um, you know, 15 yards. That's great, but at the same time, if the team is not going to run the ball enough. Then even if he gets that opportunity, I don't know unless he becomes really special. The problem is, you know, they didn't have a lot of a ton of long runs in this game. Well, yeah. they were they were down early. They were down early right. a little bit. Yeah. So they it did they change the complexion down. of the game a little bit. Obviously, when when Ryan's getting 400 yards, that's probably going to be the case. But I agree. Atlanta 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 their but I don't I don't see and that I, being yeah, a strength this week against the Cincinnati defense. That's all. Atlanta Falcons record. So let's talk let's talk about Cincinnati and catch us up, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, real quick. Go ahead. Uh, Chuck is uh, Rogers. He looked good. Decent I know game. he did. <laughs> had a pretty decent game. That's never going to happen for you again. Don't go, don't go grab. Right. I'm going to say screw him. <laughs> I hate yeah. Him. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Let's go to the Bengals. But anyway, they're going up against the Bengals. I don't think that, that they're not going to have the same type of game that they had against New Orleans. But it's going to be Disney. The Bengals. Um, I love what their offense is going to do this week because Atlanta has a very porous defense. You know, obviously, as you can tell by New Orleans basically being able to do whatever they wanted. At times, I mean, they had some flubs and fumbles at the wrong time and all that sort of stuff, and they they kind of slowed things down at the wrong times. But Atlanta can definitely be scored upon, and Cincinnati's going to take it to them. I do <laughs> can, like. Can I just say one thing? AJ Green. I know that Jay Gruden was gone, but I stayed I stayed true to AJ. <laughs> Wow, does he come through for you in week one. Six catches, 131 yards on nine targets. A touchdown, 77 yards. That last touchdown was disgusting. 77 yards. But that made it. That made his day. That That made his day. He wasn't doing shit up to then. You know, but he had like five for sixty something up until five then. for sixty something, but it's still being targeted. It's compared to some of these number ones that you see. There's going to be games where you get held down, but the difference is, is that while AJ is the number one on his team, he's not just the number one and a possession guy. He's the number one and big play guy. Absolutely, he's a special player, and he is a special player. He can make those plays. I don't want to say weekly, but it wouldn't shock me if it was weekly. Pretty much, he's one of those type of guys that makes those plays. He makes those plays more than Calvin does. Calvin goes up and grabs balls out of air like you've never seen. The second touchdown that Calvin will had make the a other freaky day, uh, play. AJ will definitely make a freaky play more than Calvin will make a freaky like bobble it up and hit it off somebody's head and grab it and run past <laughs> somebody. You know, I mean, it, what AJ did there. You mean, was you mean AJ's got a little Antonio Freeman in him? And, and, yeah, exactly. The greatest yeah, catch go. ever for the, a touchdown on insane. Monday Night Football. Uh, what was that? Well, what do we well, think? What do we think about the running game? game? The running game. All right, so. Here's, here's what's going on. Uh, Hugh Jackson was saying this uh, just today that he's going to get the ball. He was, he, he was okay with not giving the ball to Jeremy Hill at all in that first game because they knew it was an interdivision game, and he, you know, they were worried about him having a tough time in that interdivision game. So they got G- Giovanni the ball a ton. They're going to run the ball a bunch in this game. Jeremy Hill's going to get the, uh, get 10 carries in this game, mark my words. Uh, Giovanni Bernard's going to still have over 20 touches in this game, possibly close to 25. They're going to work those two guys quite a bit in this game against a very bad uh, Atlanta run defense, uh, middle of uh, uh, middle of the field defense. They can pass the ball, and they will to AJ, of course. But those running backs are going to be highly involved, and I think Jeremy Hill. I don't want to say it's going to be a breakout, but you're going to be happy with what he does this game. Right? One thing about Giovanni before we go to the next game is Giovanni's. My fear with him was realized in week one. It's going to be a lot of 50 and 50s. 
And you're just going to get those games where it seems to me he's going to be very evenly distributed between his run See, and his catching. Correct. And you're never going to get that big point. We're See, all in I, bonus points. I have two, but, but for me, I'm not worried because every league that I'm in, it's total yards. Yeah. And everybody no, out there, no, yeah, you get no, there's no, you know, there, I, I'm going to tell you, if your league doesn't do it, get on board with way that the new wave of, of, of all fantasy is. It's total yards. You don't give a guy, oh, he didn't get to the 100-yard mark, he doesn't get the bonus. It's total yards. How effective were you on the day? Oh, okay? we've got, forget, we've about, better with forget about splitting up, rushing and receiving. Leagues. It should be total it's yards. Rule set, but Houdini, yeah. Houdini made a push like five years ago. All leagues should be total yards. Smart. All right, let's go to the next game. Let's do it. Lions at Panthers. All right, obviously Megatron, good times all around in the first game last night. Guy is a beast, beast, beast. What else did you guys like that you saw? I like what I have saw to about speed the this up, Detroit offense. I'm not just saying it okay. for my All own right. purpose. I'll, I'll let me let me breathe fast and I'll I'll say my piece and I'll be done with okay. this whole game. I'll, I'll go on both sides. Okay. I'll go fast. Okay. Detroit. Matthew Stafford. Love everything that I'm seeing. We talked about the New Orleans style offense. It's working for him. He likes what he's doing in this. The running touchdown that he had, awesome. Shows his his moxie and his character and everything else. Calvin Johnson, great. You know what you're getting from him. He's still the main man. He's still going to force those touchdown passes into him, and he'll make the amazing catches like he did on the second one, the 16-yard catch. Golden Tate. Almost had a catch that would have been for another 45 yards. Yeah, would have put him over 200. Golden Tate, wow. Here's a guy that's finally going to add. I'm surprised he didn't catch it. Golden Tate is going to add that other dimension on the other side of the field. He's going to make it difficult for teams to to, to pick and choose which way they want to go. That's it fact. is going to open things up for Calvin. The biggest beneficiary of the whole thing is Stafford. You look at their running game and you look at what they did there. And Joyke Bell is going to be more of their guy that's going to be getting that ball on the inside, which is which he should and which he showed that he could do in that game uh, with the touchdown run. Uh, and, and you look at as far as in the passing game as well. You know he did, he wasn't targeted. He only had the one target and the one catch. Reggie Bush is going to be. In the more of the New Orleans aspect, this is going back to where when he was in New Orleans, yeah. so he's not necessarily going to be the heavy carry guy. Joy Bell was the 15 carries; he had nine. Flipping over to uh, to Carolina, what did I say? I've been all over the, riding the jock of a Greg Olson. It came true. This dude was the main target, was the main cog as far as you know. Kelvin Benjamin did have his nice play as well, but. Greg Olson's going to be the straw that's in the drink. Yeah. Stirring the, a straw stirring the drink. <laughs> and even if Cam Newton's out like he do you was. Have a, do you have a straw in that beer? I need one. I need one. I'm sick. I haven't taken a breath. I'm going through it yeah. fast. No, I like it. You're doing it fast. So the, 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 the fact is with, uh, with, 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 with Cam out, it's still Derek Anderson. And Derek Anderson is still throwing the targets over to Greg Olson's way. The guy comes through. He has eight catches for 83 yards and 11 targets. Leads the team in targets. Calvin Benjamin's next. Successful debut for the rookie. Six for 92, the including the sick. touchdown. He's the good. sick t- touchdown catch where he's, uh, you know, goes past the defender, makes the catch in the corner of the end zone. It's fantastic. Listen, after after the draft, I was saying that Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> I, I was saying the after Chris the draft Berman. that yeah. Calvin Benjamin was going to be moved to tight end eventually. I'm wrong. I'll admit it. Yeah. I thought me too. I, I was like pre-rookie when I wrote up my whole thing. This guy is only a possession receiver. Yeah. Apparently not. No, dude. The He's guy. Is, well, I mean, granted, he doesn't have anything around him. 
listen, if he had shit around him, it might be a different story. But the guy is easily the most talented receiver on that team. Cam has noticed it. Derek Anderson obviously noticed it. Derek Anderson actually has a really strong arm. He does. You know, so, I mean, that, that that's a bonus to have it thrown in there. But co- coming back to uh, the, the reality of these games, Carolina has a great rush team. All right, they really do. But they aren't very good at guarding against a pass out of those, uh, out of those uh, running backs. So I expect Reggie Bush to have a lot better game than a joint belt in okay. this one. I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah, I agree because you're not going to be able to run on the inside of these <laughs> this yeah, defense. Carolina ain't going to be able to run the ball at all against Detroit. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so I expect to Cam to be back, and he's going to be throwing, and he's going to be throwing a lot to Kelvin Benjamin, who has size, who has good hands, and he's going to be concentration quite a bit about, against this Detroit. Great use defense. of his big body. Detroit, the, their pasties showed a lot better than they actually are because it was the Giants. The Giants had nothing going on. They had no idea what the fuck was going on at all. Cam will at least be able to get out of the pocket, which Detroit rushes that pocket pretty well. Cam will be able to get out of the pocket and get some passes off. I expect Benjamin to have a pretty nice game there. And Olsen, to be honest. As I said, we're not covering this game. We're not going to cover the Rams-Buccaneers. Check out our player rankings. Check out our player rankings. We'll have them up on the site tomorrow night just with the list of the rankings. We'll have it populated on the site, and then we're going to have our write-ups uh, up on Thursday as well. But check out that game, and we'll do a lot. Of, hold on, Dog wants to cover one quick no, thing. No, oh, I, want to, I, want to, I want to cover one quick thing on it. What the hell? It's a goddamn cougar in the car. Oh, there's a cougar in the car. I put it in there. You got to learn to drive with the fear. And there ain't nothing more goddamn frightening than driving with a live cougar in the car. That's why we're not going to talk about the Rams and the Bucs. That's fine. Absolutely. The one thing I didn't want to say. I want a Cougar in my the Doug, car. The Doug Martin injury that everybody's really worried about. Supposedly, it's really not that bad. He'll actually, from what I hear, is probably going to play this week. I love seeing him hug the ref. Uh, Daisy, stop sneezing. <laughs> Un- unacceptable. Like he that heard the Cougar. He's like, fuck. Fuck. That'll, that'll get you kicked fuck. out. And he just had Cougars in it. She had Cougars in her sleep. Do you know why I came to America, Ricky Bobby? Public schools, healthcare system, giant water parks. I mean, the same reason anyone comes to America. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to see uh, Doug Martin hugging the ref yeah. uh, in the game, who was actually his principal. Oh, really? He was his high school principal, oh, that ref. Oh, that's shit. Awesome. He was hugging the ref. He was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, this might not be good for us. They might have the refs pretty locked down in this game. He oh, was principal from high school, ended up being a rep. All right, moving on. That's all we got for that game. I will say, one thing we have to mention, that is a 4 o'clock game. The NFL didn't get it right on week one where we only had two right. friggin' four afternoon games. This week, all right, now we're on to something. One, two, three, five. four, five. All now, right. And I, and I will tell you, all it's right. not just because the Red Zone's looking West good Coast this teams. week. Two of those home teams are Green Bay and Tampa Bay, which would normally play I mean, at noon. Right. So well, putting them at the... the I'm sorry. Here's the rule of thumb. NFL and NFL uh, Red Zone Sunday ticket and the whole deal. When you have a screen that says, we can show you eight games at once, yeah. don't have more than eight games playing. Yeah. And when you've got, <laughs> and when you've got something that you can put into a quad box and you're not able to go in a quad box... 
make it quad box. Absolutely. I think what's happening, I think Roger Goodell, there's whispers of everyone must go from Oberman. I don't know if you guys saw the Oberman hey, I'm, rant. I'm, I'm down for the 44 to $48 million Goodell to go. Let's bring somebody else in. I'm sure anyone, if you pay him $44 million a year, could do a better job than that. I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen this year, and then we're going to move on to this next game. Dog got something to say, go for it. But I think with Goodell right now, his, his popularity down in the doldrums and people being like, whatever, we're not going to get into that whole thing. But I can see a lot less player, a lot less player suspensions. I can see uh, what's his name coming back about Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's coming see, back. I can see a lot of these things being like, wait, hold on, we got to, we got to, we got to get. You do the, know this is going to happen tomorrow. To like us. You do know this is going to happen as early as or as, or as early as Thursday. They're going to make the change. There's, a player, there's a player vote. No, no, there's yeah. a player vote happening tomorrow, Wednesday night. Um, where they're voting on a new PED policy, where they're basically taking um, you know the marijuana stuff and moving it from the substance abuse policy. It's the same. Over. It's the same as Molly. It's the same as right. Oh, all these right ones are all going to get moved over to a, a different. The marijuana. It's actually what they're doing is they're upping the um, no, right, percentage. No, the, wait, where, where the what, what, what you could have smoked as. more recently. Yeah. You, right, 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 right. It doesn't take. You, you, there's a there's a higher level of uh, before you get busted, but. The other key thing is that again, when once they do that, that helps Josh Gordon. But but this is all in in, in conjunction with them agreeing to uh, being tested for uh, human growth hormones. hormones. HGH, so yeah. that the very bond, the you know, right. But now, but how amazing would this be that we go from you know again this weird things in the season. Ray Rice from okay, you're going to be gone for two games and now you're gone. To Josh Gordon, you're suspended for the entire season. Now maybe you might be back in week four. Listen, I, I I'm gonna say this about Bill. It's, it's right the wrong. Listen, the, the the guy makes way too much money. Wait, yes, we all know that, and then I don't think that's the problem. And I don't think it, it I don't think it is that much. Of you a don't problem think that's the problem because he's the shill of the owners. Listen, I think he's Listen. actually done a pretty good job with the NFL. The NFL is so fucked up; it's unbelievable. It's way more fucked up than any other league what that is, we have in America, out? by far. Any other sports league in America. It has been very. It's been very tough to do what he's been able to do. Now, a lot of people are calling for his head right now, but two years ago, when shit came down and he was all over it, it was fine, and he did a great job with stuff. Now, listen, it's going to go up and down. Like the referees, no, he's hypocritical. That's his problem. That I mean, is a big. You problem. go back with and you look. All you got to do is pull the tape on him, and everything that he says, he comes hard stance on this. But then here's the same situation a year later. All of a sudden, I'm Mr. Soft and Easy. No, you want to be commissioner because all those things to me again sound like you're a shill to the owners. What do the owners want you to do? How are you presenting their product? It's a billion dollar product. We all know this. I just disagree. You know, I was asked two things today, and he answered these two questions horribly. By about, the way, about Ray Rice. One was about Ray Rice, and uh, he said, "You know what? We want him to get better." And we want everything to be okay with him. Yes, we would accept him back in the league again if he gets everything straightened out, which I think is a, I think is a good yeah. answer. I, I don't think that everybody that people should well, be judged said was, on I'm one not act in their life. Yeah, yeah. Should not be judged on question? one act in their life where he should be banished forever. Okay, I'm a, I'm absolutely okay with that. They also asked him should he step down and should he resign, and he said no. I am I'm used to this. Everybody is always. Uh, you know, uh, it's saying that. you I should do that. this, you should do that. They're always on his ass. He's used to it, and I, you know what? I'm 
all behind him saying that as well. He no. stands behind what he does, and maybe, maybe he's done something's wrong and something's right. But hey, I'm oh, I'm all about you standing behind what you do and saying I'm not going to resign. I feel like I did this right. Fine, okay, hold on. Other point that he said, and this is the last thing I will say about this, this, this pissed me off, okay? You're a guy who's supposed to be accountable. Get out there and be in front of the damn thing. He's not. He's behind the damn thing. And the whole thing that he said was, did you know that there was another tape out there? Did you know there was, I mean, we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I'm sorry. Did you know there was another tape out there? Well, we thought that there might have been, but we didn't know. TMZ called you this morning and told you they were going to release the tape. And you didn't answer their call because you'd already seen the tape. So bullshit on you, Goodell. I'm sorry. I'm hardline on this. Fuck you. You're full of shit. I can't stand it. I agree. You're two-faced, and it's all about protecting your owners and protecting your thing. Bob Kraft talking today? Shut the fuck up. You got Aaron Hernandez who murdered two people. Shot two people, and you're saying anything about this is despicable? You have a double murderer that was on your team. But that's not, that's different. I'm just saying, that's though. Different. That's this a, is that's not, a player. This is who the NFL chooses to have come out and be their people lay, laying out their spokes their spokes thing. Choose yourselves more wisely. You're a billion dollar product. Be smarter about how you do things. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I got more than a billion dollar product. I'm sorry. I just had to, I just had to, I just had to go in. Gotta let the crew loose sometimes. Well, sorry. I think we'll see. This is going to be the way you saw Shepler, uh, uh, Shepler, Adam yesterday saying this is the biggest stain in when you got OJ Simpson. Because they when you got him. when you got. When you got other, when you got people like Aaron Hernandez, when you got Mike Vick, when you got the guy who's pretty much ESPN's number one football analyst saying this is the biggest stain that the league's ever ever seen. Do you know why it's, he's saying it, that? It's, it's huge. No, and I agree with that. I'm saying no, it's huge. because they it's told huge. him and Chris Mortensen. These are, and Mortensen went back out today and got double behind what he reported earlier. Oh, I know. This is what the, the NFL told me. They told me that they had seen this other video and that they still came out with this ruling. So he's oh. laying it on them. They said earlier, you know, that we, you know, so that's why when Tim right, we're not talking about, about, about we're not talking about. The only thing I did see I got is when he mentioned Shuffler, I thought you were talking about Tony Shuffler, who Shuffler, got, Shuffler, a visit, Shuffler, got a visit Shuffler. by the Washington Redskins today. Oh, okay. I yeah, was. Yeah, I, I was thought you were up. I retweeted stuff. So to get back to football, who's the guy? The who's the game? other guy that we think his daughter's hot uh, for ESPN? Who pees in diapers during the show uh, with the old uh, player? Uh, the guy with uh, nineteen knee surgeries. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shit. Sh- sh- oh, oh, sh- oh, the, uh, Schlereth. Schlereth. Schlereth was crying on the air today talking about because he's got a son who plays football in the locker room stuff. He's got two daughters, one of them which we like a lot, and he was literally on the air. Cry, like not crying, but like tearing up, thinking well, about uh, this whole situation, thinking about if someone had done this to, to his, his daughter, daughter. Right, right. if his son. It, but he was, it was, it really was more about, to be honest, the, the collective I'll, family. I'll take hold care on, of your on, daughter on. well. Don't no, hold on. It was about the collective family of the NFL. Right. Like, being in the locker room, he's basically like, we want to. We would love if he was on my team. I'd love this guy. I'd, I'd want to help him. And he was, he was emotional, I think, more for, like, knowing teammates and probably knowing situations where his teammates let him down and, well, and really hurt his feelings. And he got probably emotional on experience for him, his daughter, his sons, who's a football player now and hopefully one day going to be in the NFL. You made a great right point, though. That the NFL should do something to help these people. Absolutely. All right, next game. All right, so Seahawks and the Chargers. I've, i got to say about my Percy, I love what I saw. You didn't think they were going to use him all over the place? They used him everywhere. You get you get the rushes, you get the, the receptions, 
and he was, how many times was he stumbling when he caught the ball? There was at least three times that he's running and he stumbles and, and takes himself down before he could have gained an extra like 15, 20 yards. And then the other horrible play on a horrible penalty call where it wasn't a penalty that he should have had that long run on. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, re real quick, I, I, I hate to bring it back up, but they also just announced that um, there will not be a vote on the uh, the HGH, uh, that whole drug well, policy. They don't really. That there's too many complicating issues and that they're putting off the vote now, so that will not happen. This so that's, that sucks for Josh Gordon. Yes, that will that will not happen in the time frame that we that we thought it would. Um, so it might be pushed back another week. It may come, you know, may come up soon enough. But uh, it was supposed to be actually be voted on today. Right. We're talking about no, no, well, no, it wouldn't be voted on today because the NFL players are all off on Tuesday. It would have had to be voted on Wednesday when they're all in the building, unless they were doing it today. And those the, the, the player, player representatives player reps, yeah. that were going to vote. Exactly. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's what. Okay. So, uh, so let's right. let's go. Well, back we, to we'll Seahawks. 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 Let's Seahawks. get through this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seahawks, uh, San Diego. Okay. Um, all right, you were talking about which running back? Per I, I no, I was that. talking about Percy. I was talking about how Percy, oh, Percy. was used everywhere. Oh, yes. How yes, yes, yes. This is the added dimension that you just did not understand how it was going to be used. And, and I know I was the biggest guy here that was just all on Percy. And I'm telling you, I love everything that I saw. He is well worth a top 10 pick. I'm ecstatic because he's going. There was so many plays there that he could have broke that he didn't break, that he's going to break. That as he gets more comfortable and more fluidity in this offense, you're going to see it explode. I mentioned how Daryl Bevel likes to use him when he was in Minnesota. When Adrian Peterson had the 2,000-yard season, but in the first half of the season, it was Percy Harvin who was the MVP of the team. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're seeing here. The effect that that has on the rest of the team is ridiculous. Now, I... I have no problem. Here's here's what it is with Percy Harvin. I have never doubted his abilities. The guy's no, the abilities health. are it's insane. Yeah. It's the health. And the more you use him in situations like this, the more you're opening him up to a, to a, a bad injury. The more you they use him on kick returns, punt returns. They use him. I want to ask you a question. Let you answer. Okay. I don't care. Because it's just like RG three. Wouldn't you rather them use him like he's supposed to be used? Because that's what he does. If I'm if I'm an owner, I would say yes, I want to win. But if I'm a fantasy owner, I would say uh, yes, but I better have a good backup. Well, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a fantasy league where I get credit for his 60 return yards, and they gave me an extra three points in my league. Oh, so not happy. I was sure. all happy. So, yeah, here's, sure. but here's the thing. Again, it's I'm not. I can't. You cannot. If a guy does it, he does it. You know, and I know it's exposing to injury. It's not like a running quarterback. This is a guy that, that that's what he does. This is this is who he is. It's his mental makeup. I'm willing to t assume that risk with him. I'm not willing to assume that risk with an RG3 as my starting quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So of there's, course. there's there's values on on who. Let's talk about some other guys. Here's the game. thing. I think that they're going to pick their spots. I think Seattle's going to pick their spots more than you saw uh, with Green Bay. Green Bay they they did it openly because Green Bay's got a bad defense, and it I don't think that. They felt like he was going to be in 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 peril. You know, he was going to be in in harm's way very much in, with the Green Bay defense. I don't think he's going to be in a tremendous amount of harm's de, uh, harm's way with uh, with the San Diego defense either. So I could see them working that in there quite a bit as well. How about but that? Why? Are they I think they're going to run the shit out of the ball. I think that Marshawn Lynch is going to run quite a bit in this game. Um, he I think, ran pretty I think well that, last game. <laughs> I also think that it's been shown that you could take the top off of that defense. 
it, I think that Michael Floyd showed that you can get past those deep guys quite a bit. It wouldn't shock me if Jermaine Curse cut along with in this one. I don't, I'm not going to say play him as one of your top three stars, but if you want a sleeper and you're, you're handcuffed a little bit and you might not like a certain other receiver you have, maybe you had Randall, Ruben Randall as one of your third receivers, something like that, open for the best, I would maybe go with somebody like a Jermaine Curse, did who could take the, easily take the top off of this uh, I this, uh, San Diego defense. Have you ever seen, they played Seattle, didn't they not play San Diego in the preseason? They did. Seattle against San yeah, Diego? they did. Week oh. two. And they, they crushed them in the first half. Then, didn't they also play Arizona in the last week of the preseason? What is the deal with them playing all these teams that they're going to play in the regular season in the preseason? That is weird. That is weird. That is a little weird. Yeah, I, I, I didn't well, get that. But So, I agree, too. When you're looking at this game, uh, as far as from the Chargers' standpoint, it's not it's not Goodsville. Ryan Matthews, I got I give him a lot of credit. Wow, did he look fast last night while he was turning some of those corners and on that touchdown run. He showed the burst that he's got. It's like he's a hard-nosed runner, and he normally just he just doesn't normally get to the chance because it takes him longer to get up to full speed. But once he's there, he's like, geez, these guys yeah. quick. Um, it's gonna be just this is just a tough game. This is a tough matchup. Thank God for them. It's in it's in San Diego, so they're not in Seattle. They're gonna have a better chance. I, I think that they're gonna shut the running game down, though. I think this is really gonna be Philip Rivers having to manufacture as much as he can, and it's gonna be through a lot of short passes and whatnot. Woodhead's not, gonna be used more. I think it's than not gonna be a dynamic almost. game for anybody on a fantasy standpoint because it's they're gonna need to do go back to their patented ball control, uh, ten, oh. eight minute ten minute drives to win this game. I'm going to say this right now. Keenan Allen is not going to have a good game again. This is going to be another one where he had Arizona to start off, and he had Patterson playing him and Cromartie on the other side. It's going to be the same thing in this one. Uh, he's going to have Sherman on one side, and he's and he's not going to be able to work the other side very well either. Um, he's I don't think he's going to have a very good game. This is a prime guy after this week when he has a bad week to go out and trade for Keenan Allen. Just remember that. Remember I said that. and People are going to be saying, oh, that's a sophomore slump. Obviously, he wasn't that great. Nah. Believe me, this is couple a guy you want to go grab matchups. after week two. One thing I'll say, which really kind of sucks, is today on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac, I asked, uh, hey, we're doing week two matchups podcast tonight. Who, give me some questions. Guys, I'm sorry. We're at... Um, we're almost to two hours, and we still got uh, five games to go. We are not going to be answering any questions tonight. What I will do is I'll make sure that me, Dogmatica, and Houdini answer those questions on Facebook tomorrow. So we, you'll get it from all of us. I know I've been doing the lion's share of Facebook answering, and to the degree where I don't even know if i talked to Dogmatica about it because I, I, I just want you to focus on the ranking stuff. But I have texted Houdini. I'm like, they're asking for non-DREX answers. <laughs> I'm, I'm quick I'm always on Facebook That's kind of my domain But at the same time They're like We love you D-Rex You're great We know you know You're fantasy I'll definitely get in there more we, we, need, we need I want to hear Dogmatica and Houdini's Take on this one so so. There's some There's some I mean Beginning of the season It gets a, It's a little yeah, tough we're, We'll get in We'll get in there Believe me We're trying um, to keep Our head above water But Yeah it's, it's a lot of work guys uh, we're, we're working for it Let's get into the next game Let's do it Houston Tech. and uh, Houston at Oakland. That's a big one. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, so we cover that game. Let's move on. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Foster. I think Prune Candy is a good call for this game. <laughs> Aaron Foster, they used him a ton. 
Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think Gotta they may have used them think. too much. That's fine, but you always think that. Uh, I'm telling if you. If you had them, you'd want, I want him to. I want him to use them until he burns. Go Absolutely. And as well, you should. As a fan use them until he, use until he burns. But I hope stretch. you're not depending on him being healthy all year if they you know, give him 30 touches every game. Because it ain't going to happen. But they're going to use them a lot again in this one. You said it's against first Oakland. eight weeks. You said it, I think, two podcasts ago. First, first eight, eight weeks, weeks, Arian Foster, you really love yeah, him. Absolutely. We all agree. We all agree. Love him. Absolutely. He's going to get hurt. Something's going to happen, but screw it. Give How me about DeAndre eight. Hopkins? Yeah. Great. Hey. Here's the guy that's available still in some leagues. One. I'm amazed that he's available. Go after this guy. This, this guy is going to be legit. It, it, you know, you're looking at, at I what, think he was one of my five guys, the ADP value guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I might was have, he? It might have been, he was Stags. He was Stags. Stags is going to do uh, Mike Wallace, and I told him, dude, he's too, too high. He's like, all right, I'll do DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> but Stags well, is good like that. Go well, on. DeAndre Hopkins is a good call in that regard. I mean, so he had himself in, in week one, he had four catches for 89 yards on five targets. Obviously, Andre Johnson still your main guy. Nine targets, six catches, 93 yards. Hopkins had the touchdown, though. Hopkins had the big play, the 76-yard touchdown. This is this is the this guy. Is good news. Isn't this good news for Fitzpatrick? Yes. Isn't this good news for the whole offense? It it's is good news for Arian Foster. It's like okay, there, there's gonna be. A, it's kind of like the. It's it, and they're very similar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the uh, locker thing. It's like okay, this isn't gonna be. This isn't. This isn't a one dimensional offense. Correct. And you need to have Arian Foster in order to set it up, but you also got to have this is the development of a guy who's going into his second year. DeAndre Hopkins has that. He was always that big play first guy in his first year. He, you know, the problem was he was just so slender and so thin, and it just was inconsistent. We he's three and four, I think, last year. Yeah. He made some nice plays, and you're and up and up, and then he disappeared. And know that he's that guy. If you're in those long touchdown leagues, he's the guy that can do what he did this last week. First round. So let's go to the Raiders, and, and you know, Oakland with. You know they're playing a smarter style of offense with Derek Carr. They're not. They're not pushing it out there. You know this is kind of like Kyle Orton when he was running the Bears to that uh, very successful season where they did win was eleven or twelve games that yeah. year under under Orton. Like he only lost one game or something when he came in. This is the type of thing that you're going to get right now with what they're doing. The running game was horrendous. MJD, Darren McFadden, they were crap. They were absolute crap. <laughs> did you expect them to do anything? No, I did guys? not. No. I did not. And this is the problem. This is why it's like when if you're looking and you're projecting on Derek Carr, everything that they did, even the successful plays and the touchdown plays, these were like mostly on like you know the the little streeter run. It's a little bubble screen and let him go. You know, it, it, you're not getting the, the the plays to develop down the field. That's gonna it's gonna have to come in time. It's a young team, but unfortunately, that's the problem with the Raiders. And Houston's not going to allow them to have this opportunity. Yeah. When, now, Jadavian Clowney has uh, got the surgery done today. Meniscus injury. <laughs> He's out for what, a month at uh, least. Yeah, four to six. Four yeah. to six. So now you, but you still got JJ Watt. I'm sorry. Him on that line alone is just redonkulous. Now, on the other hand, I got to tell you that uh, Houston got run on like a bitch. Uh, by the by, the Redskins. I mean, uh, Alfred Morris had 91 yards on 14 carries. I agree. Kalu four for 46. I'm telling you that Oakland's gonna be able to run on these guys. Really? A bit. Yes. MJD is gonna be able to run on these. MJD is gonna be able to run on these guys a little I bit. I worry about it right now. I'm I'm so concerned though. It's it's not for a lot, me, but enough. here's why. It's the offensive line of Oakland. They ran the ball 15 times last week. 25 yards. 
1.7. I don't expect any... First of all, they were bunching the line right. against the rookie And QB. they're going to continue to do that against them this week. Agreed, but Derek Carr proved that he could throw a couple touchdowns without an interception. And he missed one. But they he were not the deep passes. Again, these are, these, are, these are bubble screen type things. These are not, you know... I'm, well, here, here's the one thing, here's the one thing you, I'll you know, say. You're right on that. You're right on that. I, he's I, a rookie. I mean, he's, he's only... 4.7 yards attempt. We talked about the 10.7 and the 10.4 for uh, Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger. 4.7. Dog Manica's got him in a must-start rookie league. Loving it. I have him in a must-start rookie league. Loving it. No, well, no, no. Because he, he got you the touchdowns. Yeah, he got the touchdowns. And, and no yards, though. Don't expect him. 200 no, yards, is gonna be, yards. 200 yards is going to be a, a great day for him. Only thing I want to talk about with Agreed. the Raiders before you close this out and we move on to the next game is that Streeter bubble screen. Where he, I think that every... Jersey that Jerry Rice wore in the NFL should be retired. That includes number 19 for the Denver Broncos. It includes 80 for the Seattle Seahawks, not for Largent, but for Jerry Rice. It definitely includes number 80 for the Red uh, for the Raiders, and of course, it already is retired for the 49ers. Buck up, NFL. The way Jordan's 23 should ubiquitously be retired in the NFL in the yeah, NBA. Maybe should just be the retired. NFL should Forget about be where Jerry retired. retired. 80 should just be retired. But he wore 19 for Denver. He never played a game, but it still should be retired. Let's go on. We should for forget about the 19. <laughs> 80 should be retired for Largent. That's fine. It, with Seattle alone. Yes. But 80, you Can you imagine that phone call? Hey, uh, hey, Steve, I'm coming over to Seahawks. Can I take? Uh, can you take that number out of uh, retirement for me? Largent's like, Fuck no, sake. no, it's not even what's going to be. Fuck's sake. Jesus. All right, what, I, I, what can I say I'm to this? Like Here's the what's going to be. Here's the phone call. Retired. No, no. You want me to fucking unretire? No, no. Here's, the phone, no, no. Here's the phone call. Hey, uh, Steve, just want to let you know, they're putting a, uh, a retired number 80 jersey in every uh, in every stadium. And by the way, it's going to be twice as big as the number 80 retired jersey that you have right now there yeah. in Seattle. I uh, love uh, it. Anything else to say or do we go on to the next game? Go on. No, we can go on to the next one. That's fine. Hey, dogmatically, I think you need a, a segue. Well, so I was sucking my Valverde down. <laughs> what do you want? I'll give you something better. Uh, uh, Johnny, let's find It's Magic Man and El Diablo. Who's, who's Diablo mean? It's like, uh, it's like Spanish for like a fighting chicken. That's awesome, I know. But the claws, the claws, and the beak. <laughs> what do you think of that? You just sometimes things click. I love it. One thing before we go on to the next game, I worked at Gamekeepers in, in Chicago here when I was at uh, Really? I did. For a summer. Sure, Thomas. It was good times. Good times. Yeah. Got a lot of panini. Uh, oh, but yeah. this is when I was at uh, Columbia College. One of the, uh, the, the bar back guys was awesome. I'm spacing his name right now. But this Mexican fella. And one night I was super drunk. The other night like, he's like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I'm El Diablo. <laughs> and literally, for the rest of the time I worked there, the whole staff would go like, El Diablo. All of them were just all about it. They thought I was the, the devil. I'm like, oh, brother. That's awesome. Alright, we're going on to the Jets. Are going to be at Lambeau Field playing the Packers. Uh, let's try and be as, as swift as we can on this one. Um, so All right. We, so we can do it. Lacey, tough times again. All right. Uh, he, he had a tough time against Seattle. Will he be back? I think he will be back. I, I mean, he's going through the concussion protocol pretty darn quick. I don't think it was that big of a, a thing in the first place. He already wears one of those uh, concussion uh, preventative helmets. 
not not a ton of people wear them, but he wears one. So I, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. I think he will be back for the game. Um, but I'll tell you right now, he ain't going to do what you want him to do. That, that was my ankle just I moving know. my foot. I know. <laughs> I didn't even Dog do it the, 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 the amount of bone cracking that happens to you, as Dog I literally moved talks, my foot and it was a huge cracks. crack. <laughs> it does. My, my oh, neck cracks. Oh, oh, the big one. Right, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I've always been a risk taker. I think it's ingrained in all Americans to take risks. I mean, if you think about it back in olden days, if they didn't say, hey, horses suck, let's drive cars, we wouldn't be here. Or if, if someone didn't say, hey, I like cold cuts and I like crackers, but why can't I have them in one convenient package? We wouldn't have Lunchables. <laughs> He's right. He is right. And if, hey. if, we didn't have, if we didn't have Dogmatica, we wouldn't have crazy... Bone cracking. Bone cracking. Oh, thank you. And I, I, you know what? I, I, I would be about 25 pounds without those fucking Lunchables. So, <laughs> Go on. Right. Talk so, about right. the factors. So, right. no, no, Lacey, listen, he ain't going to do what you want him to do again this week. He had a first uh, a couple He's of weeks. He's got the Packers. You've got the Jets. All right. Okay. He's got a first couple of weeks that are a big old no bummer way. for you. And if somebody looks like they're down in, in your league on Lacey after those first two weeks, go ahead and try and trade for him because he's going to be a monster the whole rest of the year. Uh, Rodgers is going to have a field day. Rodgers is going to have a field day. Uh, uh, Jordy Nelson's going to have a feed, field day. Randall Cobb's going to have a field day. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Boykin got a little bit into the action and or like a Corliss. I don't even know if Richard Rodgers is going to be back or what his involvement is, but I do like the core. He started, though. He did start, but he uh, he got injured a tiny bit. He didn't really get a target, and then Corliss actually came, came on and actually made some decent plays against Seattle. He's a bigger type of guy who's a little bit more athletic than people are giving credit for. Yeah. I'm sick of people saying that he's non-athletic, that he doesn't have I agree. what. He, the guy's fucking pretty good. Yeah. Watch him play. Don't, don't give me that shit. Uh, the guy's actually pretty darn good. <laughs> I, I think that Green Bay is going to roll over these guys on the offensive side, and the Jets are going to have to force a pass. And what are they going to do there? What are they going to do? You know, it's surprising what they did last week against Oakland with the pass. Geno Smith was 23 of 28 passing, only five incompletions, one interception, 221 yards. So he's not throwing for the big yards. He's better than we're giving credit for. But again, where are you going that. to attack yes. the Green Bay defense? That. You're going to attack the Green Bay defense on the ground. And without B.J. Raji, it is a glaring hole for them, and you have to exploit that. That is exactly what Seattle was able to do last week in the opener with Marshawn Lynch, with Percy Harvard, in multiple different ways. I explored, exploited a Valverde. So you have a Chris Ivory last week who, if it wasn't for his 71-yard touchdown run, was pretty much ineffective. Yeah. Uh, but he did break a 71-yard touchdown run, so... Uh, Chris Johnson, on the other hand, here's a guy, um, again, he had 13 carries, just doesn't break the big run. Maybe this is an opportunity for him. He had a touchdown, though, as well. I agree. I, I, no, he didn't. Not, not running. He no, was receiving. Yeah, yeah, receiving. Yeah, receiving. Yeah, not yeah. rushing. Yeah, yeah. So, as far as him running the ball, though, this is one of those games where, because of the B.J. Rogers situation, and, and even though that the game is in Green Bay, it's early in the year, so it's not that that, that horrible weather is going to hold any type of factor in this one. I actually think that you're going to have Ivory's going to be the guy who's going to probably do like that hard running inside, but not going to break that big one where we saw the 71 last week. 
It could flip this week. This could finally be the week. Chris Johnson hasn't had like a long touchdown run. I want to say it's been like 18, 19 weeks. I, I, you know, it's been a long. Last year, he had to get one. Remember his first three years in the league, he broke, well, he broke he did. the record yeah. for like m- most over 60-yard touchdowns. But you, would you not say yeah. he was effective in this last week? He averaged 5.2 per carry out, you know, without breaking a run longer than 11 yards. Uh, here's what's going to happen in this game. Uh, they're go- Sure, the Jets are going to try and run in the beginning, and it's going to be fine. Green Bay is going to go up on them by three touchdowns. Uh, the Jets are going to be forced to start passing. They're going to use Chris Johnson in the passing game a, a bunch. Chris Ivory will be made Can obsolete a little bit. Can I give you my sneaky starter, bit. though? Huh? My sneaky starter? Jeff Cumberland. Cumberland. Did, did very well last week. Amaro is still... A rookie and learning his, uh, you know. And Cumber was a guy the, who we've talked about in podcasts in years yeah. in last year. It's, he's just it's a guy. He just he's underassumed and he just produces. Another guy who's a lot better than you think. Two like years ago, I played him in the game to get into the championship. Scored me a bunch of points. I just had terrible tight end play. Had to play him again. You, you in, had an injury that you yeah, had. Yeah, got, I got injured. Yeah. Played him. You, you did. You got like a nice touchdown. It's like yes. Played him in the in the championship. Didn't do crap. But this okay. is a guy that he's done it. He, right. He's, he's, and here's he's, a guy he's that every time that you because the problem is you look at your fantasy lineup and you go Jeff Cumberland. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can. Yeah. And and in this offense again because of the fact that Geno Smith is not throwing the ball. Downfield. Yeah. It, it, surprisingly, because it's a Marty Morning check down offense. Gino. So yeah. check well, down no, but it was check down Gino this last week. But it's a Marty Morning Wing offense who's normally chuck the ball deep as far as you can. Last year, that's what they did with Gino. That's why he was like about 51%, 52% completion percentage. Yeah. You, I think, you put him in this now, he goes 23 for 28. You got Decker and Curly and, and uh, Nelson and David right. Nelson out there. You're not going deep. Right. You're yeah. checked down all day long. That's a right. good point. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about Steven this. Hill, fuck you. Yeah. The Jets, I think the same thing. You got to kind of like what you want from a fantasy perspective on one of those bottom dweller fantasy power and numbers types of teams to go to the Titans, to go to these guys. You're not hating what you just saw out of Geno and what he's going to be able to do. Uh, from no, he'll be, he'll be a lot better than you think. And I, I knew he would be a lot better than you think. He is not... There's no threat from a Michael Vick. I'll tell you that right now. They want Geno to succeed. They don't want Vic, they don't want to have to yeah. throw Vick in there. No He's way. not the future of anything. Not you want it to be Geno Smith. They took him early as the first quarterback off the board for a reason. That's what the, that's what they got going on. They're trying to make that happen for him. They've actually put some decent pieces around him right now. It's got to get better. That the defense. Like I said, in this game, it's going to have to be Geno Smith throwing that ball because Green Bay is going to go up on him big. Next game. Agreed. Last game of the uh, last game in the second uh, second half games, uh, the 425 games. Eastern, 325 for us in Chi-Town. Chiefs at Broncos. Go oh. nuts, guys. We can talk about this one for a little bit. but uh, Don't you think this is going to be Uggsville? Now that Kansas City... Is in so much trouble now. You just lost Derek Johnson on your I defense. Put Dwayne Bowes back. Oh, <laughs> Dwayne Bowes back. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dwayne Bowes. Yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. Yep. <laughs> That's not Dwayne Bowes. So what, ha- what happens? So what, what I'm happens saying is, is, you look at this game. It, uh, Derek Johnson. This is supreme linebacker for this team. 
shuts everything down. I say this is the game that Monty Ball erupts. That Monty Ball probably gets at least two touchdowns, might get three, probably going to get at least 120 yards rushing is the way that I see it in this one. This is, to me, that, that loss, because if he can get to that second level, it's 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 Ennsville. Gonsville. Right. Yeah. Right. And you got the tight end and wide receiver in one Demarius, if you run to that side, that can block for you. Yeah, absolutely. Last year, um, in the second game that these two teams played, Monty Ball did go for uh, I think a uh, hundred and seventeen yards on uh, like fifteen carries or something like that. I'll validate at, for you in fifteen a, seconds. Had a, a touchdown. Moreno had like four catches for 72 yards. It was 13 carries for 117 yards. 13 for 117 with a two touchdowns? It was, uh, no, he didn't have any touchdowns in that game. No, but he had two touchdowns the game before that. It was, against at KC. Kansas City, it was, he had eight carries for 25 yards in that game, four catches, oh no, four targets, three catches for 16 yards, and two touchdowns receiving. Okay, yeah, that, yes. that was in the first game. In the first game. In the second game, he had 117 yards rushing. Rushing on 13 carries, on 13 nine yards carries. a ca- carry. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, yes, you can definitely get it done. This Denver, and offense, that was with Derek Johnson. Yes, that was with Derek Johnson. That's exactly. my point. So, listen, <laughs> yes, Monty Ball. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I have Monty Ball on my team, and I watched him in that first game, and it made me a little nervous. He. Uh, his decisiveness is not what you see out of other backs. He runs to a specific hole that he's thinking, and he either gets tackled in it or he bounces backwards off it a little bit and gets two more yards, and that's it. I don't see cutting. I don't see him uh, having vision and saying, I'm going to bounce it out first before running into it. Syndrome. Yeah, he just... It's the Trent Richardson syndrome, exactly. Because he's been the guy that was so big in college that he never had to deal with that. Now, I do got to say that it was only his first game, first real game back after having the injury. He didn't really have a lot of preseason That's a tough defense in Indianapolis. I'm sorry. That that Indy defense is a lot tougher than they're Against the run especially. Especially against the run. Agreed. So it wasn't as easy as a lot of people were thinking it might have been or something. So... I, what I was seeing, I was given a little bit of, you know, leeway to. Buyer's remorse? No, but, see, but here's the thing about it. But he'll still, in this Denver offense, everybody's going to score. Yeah. Spe- but what he, did show you, what he did show you in that game, though, even though he only had was a, what, 63 yards or something on 21 carries, whatever it was, he had one carry where he was able to bounce around to the outside and cut down the sideline for, yes. for like a 9-10 yard gain. And he showed you, though, that burst at least – once he's out, because here's a guy that in Monty Ball that I never would have thought that this is a guy that you're going to bounce the ball outside with at all. He had to be 100% pretty much inside the tackles, and he was able to bounce this he one outside and to. turn the corner and show some speed. So I think he, he can develop it, and the reason he can develop it is because of Peyton Manning. It's because of all the amazing weapons that you have. And let's just talk about, we all know how amazing Demarius Thomas is. We saw how amazing Julius Thomas was. Fuck you, Julius. You, you gave one guy in my league that's like impossible to score points in. 29 and a half points. I lost 112 to 109. So pissed I off. Played, All because of your stupid fucking 29 and a half points. I played the rest, of his, I, the rest of his guys averaged like seven points a guy. I played Peyton Manning and oh, Julius, Julius Oh, fuck. And I was up. 
real big in the in the ZFL league. We were up real big, and it was like right that first one, like uh, no. But that was like oh, me no. last time. And when you're doing that double up, it came fast. It's like up big. It's like gone. all right. Alright, it's the start of the second quarter. I'm, oh, I lost. This is why I'm, I can't wait in one of my leagues where I have Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham when that happens for me. Uh, but that was like, I, I was like, I'm up comfortably in this other league. I'm up by like 30 some odd points. And I was going against Calvin Johnson last night. I had Michael Floyd later on. So I'm like, I'm like oh, I'm good. I was up by 20 something. I'm like, oh, I'm losing by five? How did that happen? I'm like, fucking Megaton, He has nobody on his team that scores, but this one guy just like in the. What Denver did was they they moved Julius Thomas into Wes Welker's spot. All over the place. And it was just a bigger Wes Welker who. It's a good call. Yeah. See, but that's what they're going to continue to do, though. That's what's scary, isn't it? It is scary. Because that's he's the best person. You cannot put Emmanuel Sanders in that role. No. You're not going to move Andre Caldwell, or you'd rather have a Julius Thomas. Absolutely. Well, Caldwell, he looked good too. He looked, yeah, yeah, but he had Caldwell. some bad plays. But let's let's talk Caldwell. about unless you want. I mean, Orange Julius, he was our Emmanuel second Sanders rank, is the guy that Emmanuel Sanders looks real good. fucking fast. He did. He looked, looked like really the fastest good. guy. It looked like Beer Garçon for Peyton Manning from about oh, five to six years. He, he looked, looked like amazing. Val Verde. Now he's the type of guy who will fuck up for you every once in a while. And there sure. were uh, he did run a couple of plays that that were not all that great, but that went by the wayside because he looked awesome for yeah, most of the game and made a nice couple yeah, of absolutely. great plays. Um, so I mean, any anybody working with Peyton Manning is gonna look good for the most part, yeah. Um, unless you're really bad, and, and I think that Andre Caldwell looked bad. I don't think Andre Caldwell looked looked really good at all. I could see Cody Latimer getting in there pretty soon. They noticed that uh, Caldwell isn't yeah, gonna break anything that for great. you. He missed a couple of catches. Yes. He missed blocks. He was not very. He was not a very not good like player for them in that situation. I could see Cody Latimer coming in now if they overturn the suspension. I could see Wes Welker come back, and it doesn't matter for either one of them. But still, I could see Latimer coming in a little bit quicker. Still, let's put, let's put, still uh, okay, but here's what I want to put. Here's what I want to put this way: even if Welker comes back after what Emmanuel Sanders did and the explosiveness that he showed. Wes Walker's going to be relegated to pretty much the same role that he was last but year. But that's what always he was. No, 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 no. But the difference is, is that what he imagine. was what he was in that with New England was worth 115 catches and all the yards. What it is in, in Denver is 65, 70 catches, which means that, that he for, gets some of those. Daggers, no, no, but, but we, there was a lot of no. I, me, me, I was a big person who was looking at this initially on the outside going into the year saying okay there goes away Eric Decker's 92 catches 1400 whatever yards who are they going to go to Welker should be the main recipient of it I'm I'm saying I don't buy that right now because Peyton Manning looks to exploit defenses and looks to strike and he has a better chance to strike unfortunately for fantasy owners with Emmanuel Sanders than he will with even a healthy Wes Welker fine well you're talking about the catches and the yards that's fine. That goes to Emmanuel Sanders in some uh, form touchdowns of capacity. The touchdowns, they go to fucking Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas well, no, should no, have no, been correct. the number one tight end this year over Jimmy Graham. I shit you not. He should So you're making been. me feel good for my number two. Right? I don't agree. I don't agree with that fully because what I think is I like him as a number the only two. issue. Like Jimmy. I still think I think You could not you would not take Julius over Jimmy. No, no it'd be tough to do. You wouldn't would do it. You wouldn't do shit. it. But I'm telling you, Julius Thomas is every bit as talented as nah, Jimmy, it's, Jimmy it's, Graham is it's right now. It's situation, and it was one game. I, I, just Dude, you watch Jimmy's going to have your two touchdowns sick. next week and going to get right back on it. So I'm not. I'm the not only thing about. I'll say is he's eating house house plants. 
That's a fake plant. Nice work. Awesome. That'll make you healthy. Good All stuff. Right, just stay yeah. on the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, and don't breathe heavy. Um, I just want to get a heavy breeze. Just stop. Just go, girl. You know when it's si- when there's radio silence, you can't huff and puff. All right, let's go to the next game. So, uh, Sunday night football. Oh, no, wait. Hey, Casey. I'm Ricky Bobby, and I'm Cal Naughton Jr. We form an alliance on the racetrack to win races, but today we're forming an alliance to talk to you about a very serious, important issue: packs of stray wild dogs that control most of the cities we in North America. Here. Remember. Stray dogs are not your friend. However, if you see one, walk right up to it and lay down. <laughs> if it starts to sniff you, that's a good sign. If it begins to bite, you're in trouble, friend. Grab a pole. <laughs> Dog, if you got one last thing, do a quick little Chiefs thing, but literally keep it under a, m- a minute and all right. you can't the, say anything. Chiefs still like shit. Andy Reid admitted it. They're going to change it all up. They're going to go back to what they were doing before. Jamal Charles will get a ton of touches in this one, believe me. Jamal Charles will come right back for you. Don't be scared about what happened that first week. Kelsey will be a, a lot more involved. Bo will be in trouble because he'll be shadowed by a kid to leave. And uh, that's it. That's all I need to know about Casey. Awesome. Okay, good enough. I'm done. Good night. Kelsey, a lot of people are asking about Kelsey. Worth the pickup. Uh, I still know. think so. He, he, he's, he's definitely that tight end that's in the mix of because the three guys. Because he's still a guy that you can pick up that has potential to be a starter for you. This is not a guy that you're picking up with the potential to be a spot starter or yeah, maybe yeah. catch a game here. This is a guy who could potentially become, within four weeks, a starter. So you grab him now, you hold him, and you wait. If he doesn't produce in three weeks, then you drop him. But... Don't be sleeping on this. I know about three weeks. Uh, I mean, I would hold him for a little longer than that if you if you have the spot available to you. This guy is a, a monster. What, and that's he, what I'm saying. Don't 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 offense. don't be one of these one week pick up and oh this guy sucks and you drop him because then two weeks later someone else has him and you're gonna go I had him yeah, I had him yeah, yeah you us. dropped Believe him too. Me, this guy is good and you're gonna want him. All right, cool. next game. All right, Bears are playing Sunday night football. The game at your 49ers. Football Night America. They're all unveiling. Who are you rooting for? Uh, root for the 49ers the well, Bears are done. The fact that you're thinking about it is a real bummer. <laughs> I'm rooting, the I'm bears rooting are for done. the Bears. I'm, sorry. I'm rooting for the Bears. If the Bears are one and all, if the Bears are one and all, I'm rooting for the Bears. But I'm scared it's for because the, bears. the most of the reason is because all the rich fans that are in there. They did, a, they did a chart. The most expensive stadium, most expensive ticket, concessions, all this stuff. Free internet, but um, is is that new Levi Stadium. Uh, and by the it way, had some issues with it, you, but it will be great. It's a cool What's stadium. the most expensive city to live in per square foot? Oh, yeah. San, San Francisco. Yeah, and there's, so a, re- there's a reason why. Right. It, they got to grow up. It's small. You got to grow up. There's a limited amount of land. But one thing I hope will happen between now and the Super Bowl be is, the is, is that we have, I agree, is, is hopefully I've got more money because I want to go to the Super Bowl, what is it, 50? Or is it 51? Uh, this, this year I want to go to that Levi Stadium because the Super Bowl is there this year. Mm, there you go. Sick. So okay. All right, let let's me talk this, about the game. Let me talk this about the game. Oh, my God, I'm so scared as a Bear fan. If you are a 49er Owner of Colin Kaepernick, of Frank Gore, of Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, especially. These are guys that you have got to start. Must, must start. Vernon Davis must start. What he does is, the only that guy does is catch touchdowns, but 
these running guys, okay? You saw what E.J. Manuel did with the one running touchdown against the Bears. The Bears do not have anyone at linebacker Speed that can, can contain him. Um, <clears throat> you're going to bust the inside of the Bears' defense because you have over-pursuing outside rushers and Willie Brown and, and, uh, and Jared Allen go up the middle and you run with Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde and then you let Colin Kaepernick kind of take a couple rollouts. And Colin Kaepernick, if I'm... I, if Jim Harbaugh does not take advantage of his former team that he was a quarterback for by rushing Kaepernick for at least 80 yards in this game, he's a fool. Because all you have to do is roll him out on every pass play, and he could probably run for 15 yards every single time without getting hit. What did I say on last week's podcast? might have been two weeks ago, but he's not going to be the coach there next year. There's already more articles again how he's lost the locker room. Yeah, They're going to have a hard time giving him the money. I don't, he, he, shit, I don't necessarily buy it either, but I'm going to tell you this. Jim Harbaugh's not going to put the put the silencer on Kaepernick like he's done so far because that's that's his that's his exit strategy sped up. Oh my god, help me. I don't want to die. Oh, stop chopping roll. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. I'm not fire. It's media making up stuff, but at the end of the day, Harbaugh is probably sitting there with his brother John, and they're ha- hanging out after a break. He's like, "I gave you Bolden." Yeah. So Stop what do you want? thinking the Kaepernick's gonna throw to Bolden every time. Run that effort. Bolden is gonna outdo uh, Crabtree this week again, though. And I the reason agree. being is, I mean, you watch and see what the, the Bears do. Uh, look, look who caught all the passes last week. It was that Robert, possession. It was Robert, Robert Woods, Woods. Right. the possession type receiver, the big guy who can uh, not that big, but not as big and, and strong handed as Bolden, but a Bolden yeah. type, I guess, uh, who can catch the passes, the strong passes over the middle a little bit. Um, I see Bolden catching some more passes than Crabtree this week. Crabtree's still going to be nursing that little injury. Uh, it was too bad what happened with Crabtree last week. He was going home. He was he was born and bred in Dallas. Uh, he would have loved to have had a big game, but he tried, and he tried to fight through his little injury. Uh, turned out that San Fran scored 21 points before he even woke up that morning. Yeah, you know, so they didn't even need him. <laughs> you know, they didn't they didn't need him at all. He caught two for 25. Uh, I feel bad for fantasy owners who started him, myself included. Uh, but I mean, uh, Crabtree has better days ahead of him. It's a contract year. You know, he wants the money. He's going to have the money and. I'll tell you this. No one loves Crabtree in this circle here more, more than, than you. Me, no but one does. I love the guy. I was I don't have any of my teams. I was kind of weary of him. I think it's going to be a tough year for Crabtree owners. I think they could win the Super Bowl, and he's going to be a big cog in that. But for fantasy purposes, I'm worried about Crabtree. I see. T- but, but, I see. But, I see two good games. And maybe two enormous but, but games, you saw last but a lot year. Of, of what you saw this so let me week ask you, a lot of We trouble. saw last year at the end that he became, once he came in, he would he became Colin's favorite target. No doubt. But now we see this year again, and maybe it's another year, a full year of having Anquan there, and we saw how Joe Flacco has not gone back to Torrey Smith. I think how much that, that, that safety, he's, he, he is, his nickname should be Safety Blanket. I think what pretty it comes much, down pretty to, much because right. he's down a, to or Binky. Plan. 
Because he's everyone's he's every quarterback's binky. 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 <laughs> oh, Anquan. I want him. I want him with that big old muscle. Binky. Big old Fair muscle enough. with a binky head. Fair enough. We'll do it. We'll do it. I agree with you. Here's what I think it is. I think they have so many weapons. And at, at the at the wide at the wide receiver at the running back and at the tight end that it's it's game plan. Well, you have fourteen game, draft picks a year. Fan, your player is fantasy football game planned in or out of right. the situation, which is tough. And that's why having taken a team on, I mean, it was weird to so see. So which Burn is why it's important to, to watch and see how we come out with our rankings, with D, how, how Dogmatican comes out with his rankings here. And how we what did you have Vernon? Did you have Vernon high, or were you worried about him last week? Um, I was a slight bit worried, but no, I had him high. I had him high. Okay. Against the Dallas defense, yeah. I had and and Crabtree, you didn't have that high last week. All right, let's move this no. over to the other team. Real, real quick though, yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me if both Hyde and Gore had a touchdown. This yeah, week. no, I they, like. They, I think Hyde's should. a great player. I, I expect them to. Yeah, I agree. if you have the running backs again, this is one of those ones where it was like I did a fan duel. I took Fred Jackson. I'm like at the cheapest, sort of. forty five hundred. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. And it had, if it hadn't been for, he should have had that Anthony Dixon run. Absolutely, he would have been. It, it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, so. it's a great point. I think that, that this could be the game where the running game there's gonna be like, all right, we got a lot of weapons here. Run, you guys are both gonna do really awesome. And then going into week three, everyone's gonna be so worried about a running attack. But as you can tell, it up Sam Fran is conserving. Gore a little bit. Well, they want, yeah, yeah, right. And, and they're going to throughout the year. For sure. Which is great for Carlos Hyde owners. It's yeah. good for Carlos Hyde owners in the beginning. Well, no, no. Right, right. But but here's the other thing. Why it's good for them also, if Hyde establishes what he can do, which I believe he can do, which could be great. Could be. Uh, he has that opportunity. What Bernard Pierce did, has not done, he's doing. It might be a split throughout the whole year. I which agree. might be a problem for both. You're, I mean, and if you were expecting either one to do big things well, the only for way, you, it might, de- not, might not be big things for you, but it'll be a consistent. The thing. only way Hyde was ever going to do big things, if you draft that, was with a Gore injury. If Gore, if one of them goes down, the tables have turned. Then one of them. And the fact can that Lattimore is still on uh, on the pup list. They so. cut the Michael James right his the, uh, his request. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is anyone going to pick that? He's yeah, you know he's, 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 he's like will, a returner. He'll, he'll be like David Meggett. He'll, he'll, no, no, he'll, right? he'll, he'll get picked up somewhere because there's going to be uh, there's a couple of teams that are going to have a uh, uh, need some help at running back situation. Um, so right. let's get into the last game. Right? No, no, we got we, we haven't talked about our team yet. Oh, Bears. Bears. Okay, um, I'm just going to say a couple things and let's speed through the Bears because we talk about the Bears too much and we don't. They did not run the ball enough last week. Cutler should have four interceptions. He looked like crap. He had the, the, a guy that's never probably caught the ball in his life had an interception. What was that guy like three hundred and sixty pounds? Pat Williams or, uh, uh, or uh, Kevin Williams? Who was it? I Kevin forget Williams? his name. Kevin Williams, right? But dude, there's no way that guy's ever had an interception in any in in junior high, in high school, it didn't in college or in pro. That guy's never. Had an interception. Cutler threw an interception also to a uh, defensive lineman uh, uh, two years ago, I want to say. Uh, the, the that got taken back for a t- B.J. Raji yeah. got an interception against him, I want to say. Well, yeah. there was a linebacker that literally had the ball knock off his chest, and it was almost like the worst attempt to catch it. He should have had four interceptions. We This guy is was just given $125 million. Cutler, if you do not clean this up, it's over. I don't even think. I, literally, they're not they winning might. this game. The Bears are not winning this game. 
This is going to be such bad. I know management it, decision making. Now they, they've admitted today through, through radio that they how does still, he do this? They're still doing an evaluation process with the Bears. So their preseason is still going on, and that was evident in that in that week one. Here's the problem: all of the money that you spent on the defensive line. Paid off in zero dollars because you gave up 193 yards on the ground to the Bills. Now, the Bills were a great running team, but you know what? Now you're going on the road. Now you're facing San Francisco, who is run first. Now you're facing a much more mobile quarterback in Colin Kaepernick than you had in E.J. Manuel, who also can throw the ball better than E.J. Manuel. You also have better running backs in Frank Gore than you have in, in, in C.J. Spiller or Fred Jackson, in my opinion. I I'm sorry. I got a question. And you have better wide receivers than you do there, too. I mean, he's got weapons all around. And there how are many, how many plays did Jared Allen play in that game? He was out there. He was just, he was just not effective. Two tackles between him and Lamar Houston. I felt like I wasn't seeing him. And it's just when you're giving, when you're throwing 39, 40 million, like I think we did to that guy over three years or something. It's like wow, that's an expensive, expensive role player. I said Can that I tell you, the show. I don't as, as a Bears fan, but I like Jared. But that that does not look like it's going to be a great signing after week one week. Let's say a prayer for us bears. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And, of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone-cold fox, mm. who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94. Mm. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Uh, I want to thank my teammate, Dogmatica and Houdini. Jared who, Allen, uh, 53 of 57 snaps yeah. he played. He How played. many tackles? Um, I... Two. Uh, I, Two. I can tell you real quick. But no, I think it was one. I, I did not one. see. I, I did not see. No impact plays at all. There were no impact plays. This is this is the problem. And again, the Bears' offense is what they're going to have going for them. It's going to be Brandon Marshall. It's going to be Alshon Jeffrey. One tackle. That was one it. tackle. And it's going to be Forte. <laughs> the problem is, is that unfortunately, even though the Forty Nineers are missing so many guys on defense, they have Patrick Willis out there. They have other playmakers out there. And you want to know what else that the Bears have? No Roberto Garza this week. No Matt Slauson. You just lost yeah. your center and your inside Sorry. guard yep. uh, to high ankle sprains. Yep. So you want to talk Huge. about havoc on the Bears? This is going to be horrible. Uh, this is going to be a bad situation. So if you own a Brandon Marshall or an Alshon Jeffrey, you're looking for those long touchdown passes that they were known for last year. Don't expect it this week because with two new guys on the offensive line, they are not going to be able to contain that pass rush. They're going to be looking to go to quicker passes. Look for Matt Forte to probably get more active in that passing game as well. But they need to go to the run to protect those new offensive they, They're going to have to run the shit out of the ball. By the way, I have no idea exactly, and nobody knows exactly no. what's going on with the Alshon Jeffrey injury. Yeah, with the That's hamstring. what I was yeah, going to say. Up the, yeah, nobody knows uh, exactly. Mod or, or is that a hamstring? They reported as a hamstring at, 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 at the game. Yeah, no, no, nobody yeah. has heard a single thing on it. Um, Marshall actually got injured during the game, yeah. too. And it uh, turns out he's okay. Uh, he's yeah, he went, he went today. While we're recording this right now, he's out there recording. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, the uh, NFL, NFL uh, what's, what's uh, it? Uh, Showtime, uh, what's it? Uh, inside yeah, the NFL. Inside the inside NFL. The inside NFL. The NFL. Yeah, exactly. It was a hamstring injury to It was a hamstring injury to Alshon. He missed the fourth uh, quarter and overtime. Uh, but uh, supposedly, from what Tressman says, he's fine. It's really not that big of a deal. He'll be ready to go. I'm going to say something that happened but in my draft. But is always in, is always nagging. Something that happened in my draft last week with with an Al, with an Alshon that that scared me uh, is someone that intimately knows him and has been working uh, just knows him. And I'm not going to give any more information. Some of the things that he said on the work ethic and just kind of the mindset on Alshon kind of scared me a little bit. And uh, I, I know it's, this is very ambiguous and, and out there, but I just don't want to talk too detailed about anything because could get someone in trouble. But some of the things, sorry if you hear that snorting, it's my dog Daisy. Uh, but I got a little bit worried. I have him in one league. I have Alshon as my wide receiver one in one league. I'm worried about this guy, and I was worried about him before, but I don't know if he's really that work ethic, Jerry Rice, A.J. Green, Brandon Marshall, as if as, as we've kind of given him credit or credence for. Now, he probably is now and will do everything it takes to get that contract, but what I will say, if Alshon Jeffrey plays well, does well this year or whatever, the minute he gets the contract... Don't draft this guy. He's going to be a contract and done guy. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. I the, here. Here's the quote. We'll talk about us that. specialty players. It's all natural. We don't like to work out. Uh, well, no, tell that to Jerry Rice. Well, see, but the thing wow. about him is, I think he has worked out though, because obviously he's kept he was the guy who was so fat to get his fucking contract. What I'm saying. All right, I know. The reason why I'm saying it, I don't mind him right Muhammad. now. Yeah, get that. But I mean, he's but Alshon. If he does what he's even half of what he did last year, or up to he's gonna he get a lot. Earned, he's he gonna get a lot of money. A, yeah, he already earned a contract with that last. The year. minute that happens, yeah. I'm gonna tell you that belly you saw it that. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, whoever the other, uh, also the other guy was uh, Marcus Lattimore, and that picture from uh, South Carolina, where he had a, literally had a belly, belly. coming out. Yep. Yeah, yep. That's where we're headed. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Anything else you want? So to- when he retires, he turns into Michael Dean Perry. Something. Look, I want. I want. I want to ask you about uh, Black Unicorn. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Unicorn. Hey, that was impressive. That yeah. was an impressive show. Part of the show. I was I was not expecting that at all. Um, but I think that uh, Buffalo was concentrating on a lot of other things. Yeah. Obviously, they weren't expecting the unicorn to do what he did. I don't expect the unicorn to do what he did. No. Last week, which was what eighty some odd yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Breathe, 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 breathe. You need the high link? You need the high link? I'm good. I just got to crack a knuckle. There we go. <laughs> crack a knuckle. Crack your ankle. Crack a Crack your ankle. Crack a crack. I'll crack my neck again. And he had 8 for 70 with a touchdown. Yeah, 8 for 70 with a touchdown. I mean, that's an impressive showing for a He looked good. He looked good. He looked real good. You know? Part of the program. I don't expect the same thing to happen against San Francisco. No. Buffalo is not nearly as good against the tight end as San Francisco was and is. San Francisco just held uh, Jason Witten to, I think, what, two catches yeah. for six yards or something like that? Although I think he's better than I think he's better at this point in his career than Jason Witten. Well, maybe four so. Catches. Somebody gives him four catches. Maybe so, <laughs> but still. 
I don't expect it to be the same. <laughs> uh, so I would hedge your bets a little bit on uh, Bennett this week. Let's go. All right, to the next let's one. go to the Monday night game. That's ah, crazy. It's September fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. Wow. Right, are we, are we, are we, are we ready, Eagles are, are going to be at the Colts. Are we ready to roll through this last game? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like driving to avoid jail. Nothing hones your mind and your instincts like necessity. So I take the kilo of cocaine underneath the car and call the boys in blue. Now the way I figured, you got about two minutes before they show up, and you do five to ten. So what's it going to be? Fear or prison? What the hell are you talking about? Real simple, son. Cops are coming. There's a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam under the car. Time to be a man. You got hair on your peaches or what? All right, let's get this last game on the roll. Let's, let's get it. Right. Let's do it. I shaved the hair off my peaches. I'm about to run. Days, <laughs> you got a kilo of cocaine under that Bam Bam. Let's go. I'm taking my car. I got a Brazilian <laughs> earlier this week. No Hello. I don't want to know about that. Yeah. TMI. No, that was good. Eagles at Colts. All right. Eagles, Colts. I mean, obviously, let's start with Colts. Luck, I think he was the number one scorer, I think, for quarterbacks this week. Uh, There were a lot of good scores at quarterbacks. There was. There was. But Luck is a guy that you were getting in the fifth, let's say fourth, through the seventh or eighth round. And that's value when I'm taking a guy. I've got Luck in one league that I think I grabbed in sixth, seventh round. And then I've got it. Breeze in another league, and I'm not, you know, pulling the panic uh, flag here or anything, or jumping in the panic room. But Breeze, I took two overall, and you're looking at luck, and you're looking at the value, and seeing what he's going to do. This guy is legit. He's legit, and 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 again, he does it on all aspects of the game. Um, you know, as far as running the ball, that was the sickest. That was the sickest touchdown. That pylon. I mean, that pylon touch. There's. There's and two other, three other guys, four, four guys in the league, maybe five that would do it. I'd say it's Tannehill. I'd say it's Cam Newton. I'd say it's RG three. I'd say it's him and Kaepernick. And uh, Russell Wilson might not have had long enough arms. And here are my, <laughs> here are my, here are my revelations again. Uh, you, you get revelations when you see a team come back out the next year, right? And after they have all these formations and all, all, all these different formulas of what they want to do and how they want to grow and how they want to, how they want to take their team. So what I saw. Number one, Trent Richardson still can't run the ball. I'm sorry, boys. You guys can tell me all you want about how this was going to be the the, the, the the coming out. Again, I saw it again. He's just he does not have the burst when he gets to the line. He's not able to get through that first line defense and ever get to the second level where he can actually use his size to an advantage. Best running back after getting hit and having six people on his back in the history of the league, maybe besides Jim Jim Brown. I mean, he gets an extra four or five, four yards after he's got everyone on him. But I agree with you. But everyone he gets on. Like he, he runs just, into those yeah, four guys. He, I agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. I drafted him. I got him in two of my leagues. I thought he was going to be a good time. I'm already listen, nervous as fuck. I, I took, but he, he he does not know how to run and hit that I, hole. Like listen, if, if you were smart, listen listen to us. And uh, we, we had a, a piece out way early in the year about how... Uh, how fantasy teams score and where they come from. And they usually come from a certain uh, amount of teams. And power it's about, numbers, yeah, it's the power numbers. There's like nine teams or 18, nine teams. Nine teams. Where like 40, 40% of the fantasy scores. Not 40%. Comes. 
40 guys out of the top 60. Came yeah, up. something like that, right. where, it, where it comes from. Indy's one of those teams. So I took four guys at Indy. The first one was Val Verde. Great pick. Awesome pick. <laughs> All right. The second one was Andrew Luck. Obviously, uh, we've talked enough about him, and I don't need to talk about him anymore. The third one was Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. which I knew was going to come off of an injury like that and still be a consistent motherfucker. And the guy... Seven, okay, seven me, catches, me, 80 I yards. Wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna nine for 98. Nine, nine for 98. Let me talk about Reggie Wayne for a minute, because this is the whole thing. And I'll let you get back into it. Is is, is the Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton. You guys know that I have the love affair with T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. And T.Y. Hilton still got a healthy 11 targets, second most on the team. Unfortunately, T.Y. has not yet figured out how to really be that consistent receiver like a Reggie Wayne is, which is why Wayne is still such a great value for this team and why he is so important and why he will be so much more important to T.Y. Hilton's success going down the road. Absolutely. As long as he stays healthy because Wayne had 13 targets, had 9 for 98. Hilton took his 11, 5 for 41. They never let him take the top off because every time that they're sending him deep, they are putting the extra safety over the top on him and they're he taking that away. Yeah, Yes, no, no, good, right. Yes, and I think there was. I think that goes to say with Reggie Wayne, what, a reason why you love him. I feel like he was in the wrong position. I trust the placement of a luck, and him. There was a couple times where he was like this. He's like wait, and then he's going the other way, and it's like Wayne is right there grabbing the thing. And right, always good. right. And it, always it's a just, co- Hilton. Hilton Wayne's just, a consummate prof- professional. He's is, going is, is to get to your fantasy points. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. He's going to get to your fantasy points. And he's going to still going to score you your huge games here and there. That's but, what but I'm saying. Like Great what you said, they're going to avoid. But what you're saying is Hilton is in his second year. Is this? Is, is this third? Third, no, third, third year. Third year. Third year. Third year. I'm sorry. It's a third. But he's. He's still got some he's still got do. some growing to because yeah. again he got he got forced into a situation last year where he became the number one. Now he's trying to figure out what the role is, but again, he, you know, so maybe he had to learn the Y when he was the X or the X when he was the Y and the whole thing. That can screw a guy up and that can take some time away. He does have amazing ability, but he doesn't have the brain yet that's caught up that has the playbook just like it's coming out of his out of his soul yet. It's not there. Yeah. All right, two two things here. One. I'm going to continue with this Wayne Hilton conversation real quick. I had Hilton over Wayne last week. Keep your pants on, Doc. Keep your pants on. I take take them off subconsciously sometimes when I talk about this shit. Um, Subconsciously? Did you just say subconsciously? Maybe subconsciously you you slept with Ricky's wife the way of getting back at him for making you come in second all those years. I know one thing that Carla was definitely unconscious every time we had sex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What did it say about semen? That was subconsciously and unconsciously. Hold on, what were you okay. going to say? I had Hilton, so right I had Hilton over Wayne last week in my rankings. And I'll stand behind it because I thought that Hilton would have a better game than Wayne. Wayne proved out to be able to, to be the consummate professional and catch the passes that he needed to catch and get the yardage. Hilton couldn't come up with that big play. I am, again, having Hilton above Wayne this week. Okay. Not just because I believe that Hilton can make the big play more than Hilton, more than a Wayne can, but this is also going to be against an Eagles defense that gives up a big play a lot more than uh, last week where... Uh, well, they still give it up last week. <laughs> Alan Hearns, a 21-yard touchdown. Alan Hearns, a 34-yard exactly. touchdown. Uh, exactly. I think Wayne's going to have a fine... Undrafted rookie. From Jacksonville... <laughs> 
I think Wayne's going to have Henning a fine week as ball. well, but I think Hilton's the one to have as the one this week. Second thing I want to say, the fourth guy that I took on Indianapolis, Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, he looked good. Period. Yeah. And that was the one to take. So I he, hate to say it. Listen, I am and have been, you guys have known me to be a Richardson backer. Yes. Yet, I was the one that took Bradshaw and not Richardson. See, this is the thing. So, there's, there, uh, Listen, I still believe that Richardson is a better runner and a better player than he's shown. He may grow into the role sometime in the future. I don't, I don't, don't know. I don't think But Bradshaw is the better one in this offense for sure. That, you're right. And, that, and that, Let's go move on to the yeah, Eagles because... because Richardson is too slow for me to talk about it anymore. I, I can't get I can't get, by the I, way, I can't get logged down on the lasses. Dwayne Allen, he is exactly what I and, thought. Oh yeah, oh, that, that, was, that was the point I wanted to make. Stud. We talked Period. about last year. Dwayne play, Allen got caught. Nice Dwayne Allen last year had the one catch before getting hurt. It was a twenty yard touchdown catch. What did he do? Forty one yard touchdown yeah. catch. Almost identical to the same play. Absolutely. Fucking that guy's awesome. He's great. By the way. He's awesome. Great. awesome. So way better than Flaner. By the oh way, my God, way Fleener. better than Fleener. That so interception, so more that, interception that happened, Fleener literally it wasn't it wasn't a great Fleener pass. Sucks. Wasn't a great pass, but they had that interception when they were on the rise and they were had momentum. Fleener, go for it, buddy. Grab that friggin' ball. Fleener's bad. He is. He's, I don't want to say he's horrible. He's terrible. I, I, mean, I don't want to say he's. Awful, awful. He's not like uh, James Onabun or like or Fendi. Hell, it's Fendi, Fendi, yeah. Fendi Onabun, or, or you know whatever. He's not going to get as many passes. Fendi Onabun. Da na 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 na. <laughs> Fendi Onabun. No, can't catch a pass in the Jamie's got to go. Remix is terrible NFL. All right, anyway, so let's talk about the Eagles. How about okay, Lashawn McCoy? Again, this was not. This seems to always happen. Let's go back to our uh, draft kit. Let's go back to the ADP chart that shows you all the top guys that are drafted and how they actually perform. Number one. This is the number one. Right, the number one pick, and he goes 21 carries for 74 yards, no touchdowns. Adds all, but he did give you six carries, catches for 41 yards. So if you're in a total yards league, he did give you the 100 and 130 yards. So it's 120 yards. It's there. The problem is. It's just you, you want to see more, you know, and and you look at the receiving. Here's where I'm really more concerned about. I'm you know the Jeremy Macklin situation. He is the number one wide receiver on this yes, team. Sir. Got himself ten targets, but not effective with his ten targets. Well, I, well, no, okay, effective, not great. Four catches out of ten. Foles missed him. He badly. did. He did three times. Yes, three times were yeah. horrible, but there were also two drops. Or two bad, yeah, two bad plays, but he still had four catches, ninety-seven yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, if this they, is an offense yeah. that you want to be a part of. Absolutely. I mean, everybody was able to do something, even if it, even though it was a bad game. Yeah, Ertz, Ertz, oh, awesome. Three for seventy-seven with a touchdown on like five I targets. Did, that that guy, listen, even in a bad game, that was a bad game. He only got how many targets? Five, and he could have, and he should have gotten more. And they're going to use him more than that, obviously. But still, three for 77 and a touchdown, you're not going to do a whole hell of a lot better than that when you're coming to the tight end position. Well, That's what, a nice one. But let's talk about the Jordan Matthews-Riley Cooper situation. Because sure. I think this is one of the ones that 
fantasy owners are really concerned about. What do I do here? And and as I had said at the beginning, um, uh, or back in a lot of things that I've written about this, that I really believe that it was really going to be Riley Cooper who's going to be the main guy from the first three, four, five weeks of the season until Jordan Matthews can just supplant him. And to be honest, we got closer to this in week one than I thought we were going to get. Yep. Riley Cooper got seven targets. Four catches, 29 yards. Yeah. Not effective. Now, here's Jordan Matthews. Only connected on 50% of his targets. Four, four targets, two catches. But two catches for 37 yards. So, this is going to be one of those things that, it, and, and again, Nick Foles did not look like the Nick Foles from last year at the beginning the of the whole game, game started yeah. in the second half. Exactly. Much. It took a little bit of just kind of, and again, maybe this is jitters of being the finally being the starter from the get go. You got the home Something opener. Something I was worried about and, all and Thank season. God they played Jacksonville. Now you're going to get their chance against a tough team on the road on Monday night in the. So now we're going to learn a whole lot more about, about these teams. Correct. But especially about Philadelphia, because you learn a lot more about a road team uh, on a primetime game than you do learn about a home team. Because what's the moxie of that road team? Did the road team just fold under the pressure, or did they come out to play? Now, if they came out to play, that's when you can start to judge that home team as how was their resilience about bringing it back. Here's what I love what Jacksonville did. They put the pressure on. They sure did. They put the pressure 17-0. on. 17-0. Exactly. You're going to fight a, a fast-paced offense and you're going to fight a team that can, uh, can open it up real big and score points on you real quick. What you got to do is you got to pressure them real quick and you got to pressure them hard. And that's what Beat Jacksonville with their did. Own game. And they showed that that can be done against Philadelphia. And that's what I think Indianapolis is going to do. All right. Now, Jacksonville couldn't hold it up through a whole game. And I think they rested on their laurels a little bit in the second half. They didn't pressure them as much. They stayed back a little bit. They let Foles have his time a little bit more. But you got to put pressure on that Philly offense, even though they're trying to speed it up, you got to put it on them to be able to make the plays first. So can the Indianapolis defense, which had trouble early pressuring Peyton Manning, do that? Without Mathis, that's going to be very yeah. tough. Right. Gonna Who's now done for the year? For the year. He was suspended now for a game. Yeah. So now you're counting on, what's his name? Now Bjorn Werner? Yeah. Bjorn Werner. Burns. I don't know. I, I want to have a Hey, Vern! No, it's not that Vern. Not that Vern. This is a German Vern. Here's, here's the question I got. And then, and then we're going to shut it down. Shut okay. it down. Check out our player rankings. The sickest in the industry. We got our uh, pyro power rankings going up uh, tonight or tomorrow, which is awesome. We didn't do them heading into week one because we didn't have the intel. Now we got it. We're putting our target touches and looks up tomorrow as well. This stuff is ridiculous. It's you listen to this podcast, you're in uh, two hours and 52 minutes. Add that pyromaniac.com content that we're doing. It's ridiculous. It, it's going to bring you home the championship. Ask us questions on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm not great. We're not great at Twitter on Sunday morning. Uh, don't at, Please don't ask us. Uh, uh, a, a last second question at 11.45 on Twitter because I'm going to guarantee you I'm working on my lineups. I'm working on things on our on our website. That's not the place to do it. We're going to reintroduce second opinions here in the next week and a half. 
We're doing a lot of great stuff. Apologize for uh, the site being really slow. Yes. We ran out of memory. We did a lot of changes to the website on Saturday night and Sunday morning. As you can Our, tell, a lot of things are new, and I'm sure you're loving it, but it's, we're, it takes, we're a, working it takes through, a minute yeah. to, yeah, it takes a bit for us to get it all we, up to speed, and it's coming here. Either. We are working through it. Changes are making all the time. Pyro, uh, Pyro Pro, as we promised, it was going to be something that was going to be here for the whole season, is going to be here in a few weeks. We're going to make it a beta. We're not going to charge you. We're going to have you be a collaboration, part of the community that helps us rear Pyro Pro and makes it friggin' awesome. Help it's going to be a, me it's a work in process. Help you. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Power of numbers, baby. You guys are with us. We're brothers. You're joining us in this journey. We need your help to make Pyro Pro the best it's going to be. And we're really excited about that kind of camaraderie and that connection and that, that seamless thread. You guys helping us. So... Houdini, dropping knowledge. Friggin', friggin' fantasy football is happening. Big so shot. sick. And we're here to win you that crown. And um, that's it. So before we close it out, I want to just tell you about the music. So today yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a tribute to Willie Dixon. Uh, Willie Dixon, who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who brings you the blues and the souls of this, uh, of this uh, music when it comes to our podcast. And Willie Dixon is the man who basically wrote every... The, the one I played you at the beginning, I Ain't Superstitious, that Hollow Wolf did. Everything about Hollow Wolf, Muddy Waters, Coco Taylor, they all played Willie Dixon songs. Yeah. This guy was the man. So now I'm going to play you an end, which is basically like what it's like when you listen to our podcast. And this is actually Willie Dixon. And I'm going to let Dog Talk first before I tell you about this is the final song. Yeah, no. Last thing I want to say on this here. Uh, first of all, Willie Dixon. Wow. Okay. Chicago legend, by the way. Absolutely. Um, met his met his wife. You're a Chicago legend. I met his wife twice. I met his Chicago wife twice. Like, I was going to be a household name. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last thing I heard today. Great line. Listen, if you guys start out on one, the good news is you can still go fifteen to one. There you go. Bad news, you can go on sixteen. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So while we talk about that, and while we talk about listening to our marathons. Of podcasts, Willie Dixon's gonna lament to you talking about walking the blues. And let's close it out. We'll catch you next week. We are Pyromania. We love you. We love you, Pyros. Peace. Let's do this. It's winning week two.